Hey everybody, welcome to the Midlife Gamers, the show about two guys in their 30s talking video games. My name is Corey Beasley, and as always joining me on controller number two is my good buddy Ashton Strong. Ashton, it's been a bit again. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, and welcome back. <laughs> Ashton, Ashton back with his YouTube tagline. If uh, all of you haven't yet, please go check out our YouTube channel and check out some of Ashton's episodes on some of the games he's been playing. He has posted, you're supposed to have a control video recently, didn't you? Control episode? Uh, it's the playlist I uh, posted the link oh, for. Oh, okay. okay. I'm actually almost done with the last of the DLC, which is all based off of Alan Wake. Yeah, I was really curious about that, which made me I actually I downloaded Alan Wake on Game Pass for PC because like I really want to play Control, but if there is some sort of tie-in with Alan Wake, I like should I play Alan Wake first? I mean, I watched like a retrospective and just got the lowdown of like game setting and stuff and then it's fine. I, I literally just read what was in the game already. Bada bing. I don't think you really need to play him. It helps. It definitely helps, but because, like, the first time I played it, there was a episode issue. So the first time I played it, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, who is this person? Who's Tom Zane? Why is he talking to a man that looks like him? <laughs> and then I watched the retrospective, and I was like, who's Tom Zane? Why is he talking to a man that looks like him? So, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks for filling me in. Now I don't have to play it at all. <laughs> no. I mean, it helps to a certain degree because, like, it's kind of, like, it definitely could fill in gaps. But, like, I don't know. I'm fine. I mean, I've heard Alan Wake is a good game, but I've heard it's a it's a, it's a slow game. So Yeah. it's and, one. Of the, it was one of the first games that did the episode next time on alan wake <laughs> it was one of those games so well did or alone in the dark yeah but didn't it come Honestly. out around like the same time that uh or at least relatively around the same time that heavy rain did came out in 2009 i do not know I just I felt like that game when I first saw like original trailers for it on the Xbox. I'm like, oh, this is like Xbox's answer to like a heavy rain ish type game. So I I, I never played it, I, but I recently downloaded it with the Game Pass. And, and from what I can tell, narratively maybe, like it's focused on a narrative. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like the I like the idea, like the story behind Alan Wake because he's supposed to be an author, mm -hmm. right? And his wife disappears. Is that what it is? His mm -hmm. wife. And like, but I guess like it has to do with like the book that he's writing currently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it seems really interesting, but I've also heard that it's kind of a slow moving game as well, which doesn't bother me too much, um, but they remedy actually gained back the rights to Alan Wake. So there will probably be an Alan Wake two in the works. Um, I know there is interest in it from them, the developers themselves. I nice. Know. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> so anyways, everybody, we uh we have been pretty absent recently. It's uh it's 
holiday time, so it's a hectic time of year. I've got and also lot. my birthday. Yeah, oh yeah, we did have Ashton's birthday. Ashton turned 35, so he's him and I are the same age now. Yep, I'm old. With our powers combined, we're 70. <laughs> we can retire now. Exactly. This podcast is going to make us rich. <laughs> Hopefully, one day. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? By the time we're 70, I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. I mean, uh, who's that guy? Uh, the man, Oprah. The man, Oprah? Joe Rogan. There you go. <laughs> Where does the man, Oprah, come from? <laughs> uh, that's just how he's referred to. Really? He's like, yeah. Um, because I, have, I, have, I listen to Joe Rogan. I have not heard of him Joe, being referred to as the man, Oprah. Joe Rogan is like the first, like, man, Oprah. I guess like <laughs> how, like how women flock to Oprah's advice and like like just her her way of thinking or whatnot and like how she relates to the issues women have to face and how she deals with it puts it out there. We got Joe Rogan now. He, he's our man's equivalent to that because before that, who did we have? Nobody. <laughs> We had fucking douchebags. <laughs> we have a savior, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I mean, it's better than not having a a male Oprah. I mean, I mean, I guess I, I, that, that makes sense to me. So I'm I'm not gonna argue it at all. So, um, but, but yeah, my, my point. To that, I'm sorry yeah, for bringing say, you up. Like, <laughs> He's a bajillionaire making tons of money off of each episodes, and he's at like 1,500 episodes, 1,600 episodes. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's the podcast king. Like I love Kevin Smith, but I know that Joe Rogan is like he is the podcast king. So. Like, by the time we reach 70 years old, if we're Joe Rogan status by then, I'll be like, all right, we did well. We did good. <laughs> we did good, pig. <laughs> but even if we don't do that well, this has been a fun journey so far. And yeah, I that's all right. But, um, but yeah, no. Uh, just wanted to give everybody the heads up, listeners, viewers, everyone, that going forward, at least through the holidays, we are going to try and keep a schedule of every other week with the podcast. Um, but I, I'm hoping to correlate it with the weeks that my kids are at their mother's house. Um, my kids were actually with me this week, but it's been too long since we've done another episode, so I couldn't put it off for another week. Um, so I think this week, like today, we're going to have this episode, and then I would like to do another one a week from now and then start doing the every other week schedule that's uh that's my plan going forward at least through the holidays maybe part of january just because my december and even part of january is just it's brutal on me i've got uh my girlfriend's birthday in on december 12th i've got christmas for all six kids and then 
six days later on New Year's Eve, I have birthday for my twins. So December is like, hey, your bank account? Yeah, yeah, you ain't got nothing left in that. Jeez. <laughs> Slump into everything into Christmas like yeah. everyone else. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't do that. Like, number one, like, it's it's my kids. So it's like, oh, I can't make them feel like their birthday is meaningless. But it's also the fact their birthday, like, especially the twins there, their birthday's on New Year's Eve. So, I don't know, I just feel like the day is extra special. You know, we're celebrating the new year, and we're celebrating their birthday. So, that's just how I feel, but December is just absolutely brutal on me. So, I have been back to picking up extra work lately, and I've just been crazy busy with that. So, there hasn't been a lot of time to really focus on this as much as i've wanted to there has been a lot of time to focus on streaming uh big thank you to ashton for picking up the slack on the streaming side of things if you guys haven't oh been... not even though i streamed once in like two weeks no no dude, no like... for real there was a period where no one streamed for two weeks <laughs> really yes period i felt like there was there was times you were streaming a decent amount when i wasn't like, i mean I, like I feel maybe like, twice a week i feel most. like you cleared resident evil one and resident evil zero during the time that i wasn't streaming so i did i did <laughs> so, do that That's true. we'll see there you go you know so but there, i also there were played things... those in like two sittings each it, it was more than two sittings no for reals all right all right fine fine but even still even still you were there to pick up the slack where i wasn't so thank you thank you sir i really appreciate that because it has been just crazy and i have even admitted to myself that it's going to continue to be crazy for at least the next month or two or three so but we're going to do our very very best to keep this schedule going forward like i said we're doing this episode right now another right one. now right now and um, where can you listen to it on spotify <laughs> apple google amazon audible wherever you listen to your podcast we're starting off fresh we're in there in the beginning of the podcast we are not even on a topic no no we, we we're, we're not even out of the intro yet hashtag so. <laughs> sellouts hashtag ashton is a sellout post it everywhere because it's true it's New t-shirt coming to the merch store. Sell out. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Huge sellout. Ah. But um but yeah, so like we're going to do this episode here. I'm hoping to doing another one a week from now and then every other week going forward after that. Uh the goal is to record over the weekend. Since we stream it live, Twitch has their 24-hour policy, so it can't mm -hmm. go up on Spotify and Apple and Audible and Amazon and everywhere else you listen to your podcasts until 24 hours later. But the hope is now to get the episodes up for Monday morning. So all of you guys who like to enjoy listening to it on the way to work, on your way home from work or at work, it'll be right there ready to go on Monday for you. So... Hopefully we can stick to that. <laughs> I don't want to make any promises, but I'm uh, I'm pretty dedicated to getting back on track with all this. It's just been it's been chaotic actually getting back into the flow of doing things again, and then figuring out a good schedule for all of that. 
I think like as soon as I got back from vacation and realized that like, oh man, there's just, we got Christmas around the corner. We got Thanksgiving, like even Halloween is just like oh, panic attack, you know? So, but, um, but yeah, thank you so much again, dude, for the times that you picked up and you streamed and it was awesome. Cause like it fit perfectly with October. You were playing resident evil to keep up with the spoopy month. I'm going to still play it too. I'm going to, I bought all those games for stream. I'm going to just play them. It's spoopy <laughs> year. It's 2020. I, uh, I finished my first playthrough of infamous. The, all right. And I played it on evil. Um, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a pretty game. Like it was absolutely, yeah. it was gorgeous. I was really, really surprised like at how good it was because there have been plenty of games that I've played on the PS4, even current games, and it's like, okay, you know, they look good. But when I threw that game in, well, I shouldn't say threw it in, like I have it digitally, but anyways, when I fired that game up and I started yeah. playing it, I was like, I was like, man, like this city looks beautiful. The lighting it's... was gorgeous. The particle effects were amazing. Like everything about that game was absolutely gorgeous. My only complaint was the fact that it was short. Yeah, that was my only complaint. I told you it's like co together both playthroughs, fifteen hours, if that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I'd, twelve. I mean, I would have to say that like I I can't disagree with you. There. It didn't take me long to clear it at all, and I can't say that the game was overly difficult. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't play it on the hardest difficulty the first playthrough, mm -hmm. but even you, on hard though. Like, I don't, there's like some rock dudes, right? Where you're like, man, <laughs> some rock dudes, there's some lots of rock, rock dudes. I know <laughs> like 99% of the bad guys are rock dudes, <laughs> but there's some rock dudes where you're just like, I don't want to deal with you right now, but the powers are pretty cool. Video game powers. Yeah. Yeah. The, the tv slash video game video power. yeah the video power that was that was kind of cool it seemed very meta yeah oh 100 <laughs> i found that whole boss fight and like that whole section of the game is just like you are aware you're in a video game i'm a video game now video games yeah it was like oh so i'm inside a video game being played inside a video game while I'm playing a video game. <laughs> yeah. It probably wouldn't even be a good video game, honestly. You it said didn't sound, it didn't seem like the game would be successful. No. No, not at all. But uh but no, the game was fun. Like I'm I I can't say that I it overall as like an infamous game can't say it's... that I I liked it as much as 1 and 2. Oh, it's by but, far the worst one, but it's the worst of a good series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with you on that statement. So, but uh, anyways, moving forward here uh, on our very last episode, episode 13, we uh, we had my two truths and a lie, which I think did you did you guess? during the episode or no i did guess you did guess episode. but we'll run down them one more time so for my two truths and a lie from episode 13 number one since the sega dreamcast was released i have owned every video game console at launch number two okay, it was water. 
What was what is that? Sorry. <laughs> Someone sent me a thing so, and I was like, like a, what is this thing? It sounded like a special report was coming in. <laughs> this just in. Nevada still hasn't counted. <laughs> oh. Oh. I was I was trying to avoid any election talks <laughs> starting off, but you know what? Let's be <laughs> real. Nevada <laughs> has like the least number of votes they needed comparatively to all the other swing states. They had probably like a thousand and a quarter. I mean a million and a quarter people comparatively to ten million or twelve million like the other swing states. These motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, one I mean uh, uh, two <laughs> I mean at, at this point does it matter no it doesn't because another I mean, state came out of nowhere it was like he won what up blue state and then Nevada finished their counts real quick it's almost like they were, were like, we don't want to be the state. We don't want. <laughs> they'll just they'll just set our state on fire and kick us out. They're literally cut the state out of the country and just throw but, it into the but ocean. Where though, like, <laughs> like I feel like Las Vegas is like the only city in Nevada that has any sort of like dense population, and you know, like ninety eight percent of Nevada is either Democratic or Independent. So yeah, they are. <laughs> So I Same with Reno. <laughs> Reno and they're gonna riot in the desert. They're gonna burn cactuses down. <laughs> they were afraid. I get it. No, I mean I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I'm I'm quite quite pleased with the results. So I'm surprised. Are you? Yeah, I thought Trump was gonna win. I uh, uh, like. I don't know, like, there was a small part of me that thought was like, oh, shit, like, it, it, it may happen. It may happen, especially since the fact that, like, you know, Biden wasn't the top favorite, you know. Are you talking on. about super creepy man that's just <laughs> creeping all the time? You're in a dark hallway. Look, look. That's all you look, hear. Look, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold on to the positives of this i mean the kamala yes like there's that right there that's like the uh, amazing like, first black is slash, she black she is black slash indian women asian descent yeah she's a person of color first person of color to be in vice president and first woman to be vice president yes hey kamala yes so she's muslim by the way Ah, all right. Now that I've hydrated. So back to my two truths and a lie. Okay. Hey. Okay. I would love to talk about this all night about what happened, but trying to stay on track of it's a video game podcast. <laughs> Although I will say this. I will say this. That I'm really, really hoping that like now with this new administration that's going to be rolling in that we can kind of start to kick out that whole idea that's been kind of creeping up that like oh video games cause violence and video games are causing all these problems in america because yeah when i saw that shit starting to pop up again i was like no, no did you know <laughs> statistically speaking though 
That's more of a Democratic fear than a Republican fear. I did not know that. But either way, make it go away. <laughs> because it's the, it stems with the gun issues. Most Republicans are like, yeah, it's people with guns, whatever, eh, whatever. Eh. <laughs> eh, eh, eh. <laughs> you know? All right. Let's get back on track. <laughs> So, number one was Sega Dreamcast. Ever since its release, I have owned every single video game console at launch. Number two, my dad and I were almost robbed picking up my PlayStation 2 from Babbage's. And number three, I sold my PS2 for a new GPU because I figured an emulator would be available anyways. Ashton, which one did you guess again? It was the emulator one. The emulator one? Yes. Sir, you're wrong. What? You are wrong. I. Uh, the lie was, in fact, the uh, Dreamcast one. Oh. I, I have pretty much owned almost every single system minus the Xbox 360. That one I did not get at launch that one i ended up getting probably god almost a year a year after it came out pretty much everything else since that since then or shouldn't say since then pretty much everything outside of that actually not pretty much everything outside of that i have gotten at launch um but uh but yeah no the uh the ps2 story is true um i was getting into pc gaming a little bit more back then and i wanted a new uh voodoo graphics card and i ended up selling my ps2 i'm sorry no i ended up trading in my ps2 because you know you could always trade in your consoles or your games or anything like that to gamestop best buy eb and you could get cash instead and but it, of course it was knocked down for a certain percentage so i ended up selling it off to them getting the cash and then taking the cash and going and buying myself a voodoo graphics card only a couple months later to go back and rebuy a playstation 2 <laughs> which ended up being the system that i modded to be able to play japanese oh. games and stuff yep that makes more sense i was like you can't you can't trade in a modded ps2 yep it was a different ps2 it was it was indeed a ps2 well because my thing was is when i first had my ps2 um the like i'll tell you right now the main games that i ended up playing on it were final fantasy 10 and kingdom hearts okay those were like the two big games that i played on it and i i had a pc at the time and I had a, I'm sorry, it, I, I said a Voodoo graphics card. It was for an ATI Radeon graphics card. At the time, I had a Voodoo graphics card, but the Radeons were starting to, like, really, really take off at that time. They were popping off. They were. They were. I mean, NVIDIA was a thing, but back then... Not the powerhouses they are now. No, no, definitely not. Like, I mean, th they still made good quality stuff, but I always felt like... If you went with ATI back then, you were getting a product that was very, very near comparable to what you were getting from NVIDIA, but for a much 
much better price. I mean, you were talking like hundred to two hundred dollar difference in graphics cards that basically have the same video memory. And I mean, like we're talking graphics cards back when the very first Half Life came out. So it's like there's not not the technology you're seeing on GPUs today. So never played it. You never played the original Half Life? Nope. Oh, you should download i believe you can download it for free um it's called black mesa oh yeah yeah i don't know yeah i'm aware you should download and play that and by i never played i mean i never got past like the oh my god there's explosions going on and you run I, i played number two also and i also would say i never played it because it was hey escape this building go into the sewers (laughs) <laughs> and if you played both of those games, you know that's literally the beginning of the game. Yep. Just yep. Right there, and I'm like, nah, whatever. So, so you what not, if it's have, a legend? Have you not? Yeah, I was gonna say, have you not like played through or beaten any of the Half Life games? Nope. Oof. Probably never will. You're missing out. Am I? Because I'm pretty sure that's a dead series until they say otherwise. I mean. Why would you say it's dead? I mean, they just released Half Life. Half Life Three. Where is it? We just had Half Life Alex. That's not. No, that's just no. for a VR rig thing. Okay, no, I don't. It's, it. Yes. And yes. And but it's it plays with canon, and I also don't accept that. What do you mean it plays with canon? It, as in the ending, where it should be the canon thing that's connected to the series. It is not. It goes its own story route, and it's not technically canon. I mean, it is, but it's not. Interesting, because I was under the impression that it is. But, I mean, it's it's arguable. But I could tell you the ending and why it's not, but spoilers, everybody. <sighs> I mean, I don't have VR. So <laughs> All right, I don't spoilers. Know <laughs> they take Alex, right? The daughter of whatever, right? And then right before she's supposed to be attacked or saved or something else, fucking she's pulled out of existence by G-Man. And he's like, you're going to be my new agent. And now she's like a G-Man person. Okay. Who- who is outside of time. But since she doesn't go back, like she is pulled out of time. So it's not canon to the, the the timeline because she's not in it anymore. That's why it's not canon. Gotcha. All right. All right. I, I mean, I, I get it. I, get, I guess I get what you're saying there. I still want to play it. No, I, no yeah, I, totally. I, it's totally I, cool. And I want Half-Life 3. And I know we'll get Half-Life 3 eventually. It's coming. Don't deny it. It's literally been on the shelf for about 15 plus years. Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. <laughs> it did. Just want everyone to know. It did. Half-Life 3 is coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just like Jesus is coming back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's going to be there on the apocalypse. It's going to happen the same day. (laughs) Satan's going to come up through the ground and he's going to be like, I want Half-Life 3. And then Gabe Newell will be like, here you go. (laughs) We've had this in a vault for like 10 years. 
Because we're just, we're just waiting for the right moment. <laughs> for you, you're no, a big fan, Satan. <laughs> for no one else to enjoy it. <laughs> oh, say lobby. Yeah. So yeah. No, that was it. I uh, I had sold my PS2 to get a Radeon GPU because I, at the time, was kind of. Like, I had just beaten Final Fantasy X and Kingdom Hearts and just wasn't finding anything that I was really spending time on on my PS2. So I had actually downloaded an emulator on my PC and was running PlayStation 1 games, but realized, like, oh, man, like, emulators take advantage of your, you know, your graphics card. So obviously, PlayStation 1 games running on a PC are going to look a lot better than when they were running on the PlayStation itself. That's true. So I got really into that. And then there was a bunch of forums I was in that were like, oh, yeah, PS2 emulator is coming. It's going to be here in no time. And then one did release and it kind of played a couple games, but yeah. didn't work that great. But there was me holding on being like, it's going to be like a couple weeks and it's going to play every game. And then it was like a couple years. Five <laughs> years later, the PSX 2X. <laughs> yes pretty much <laughs> but uh but yeah no that was that was pretty much it with that um and yeah with the game consoles there yeah the xbox 360 ended up being a system that it was how i got my xbox 360 was really strange um there was this kid who used to hang out with both myself and my friend duncan and he was someone who, like, I didn't necessarily really get along with that much. Like, I, it's not that I didn't think the kid was bad or anything. I just, like... He was lame. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? No idea. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I, dude, this is, this is horrible, but I don't even remember his name. Like, this is horrible. Um, but one day, we're, like, we're sitting at the apartment that I had, and all of a sudden, he's just, like... Oh, like I want to get an Xbox 360 and I'm going to go to go to Game Crazy and get one. And he literally goes to Game Crazy and buys one for himself, for me and for uh one of our other friends, Duncan. And then he shows up with them and like gives them to us, but then all of a sudden starts turning the conversation into like, "Oh, well, you know, you guys could just you know, you could pay me back for it. I'm like, but, but like, what? So, I mean, at the time, like I was like, Oh, it's 360, you know? And yes, I did pay him for it, but I had no intention of buying one at the time, but it was just like, Oh, well somebody went to the store and, you know, got it for me and brought it to my house. So it's here already. I might as well pay for it. (laughs) I would never, I mean, what was I supposed Not to do? It. What was I supposed to do? Give it back to him and be like, oh, you know, here, I don't want it. Take it back. Like You <laughs> would be like fucking Deus Ex. I never asked for this. <sighs> I should have. <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if I did. He would have been like, uh, okay, dude, just uh, just keep it for free. <laughs> Maybe. There's a good chance. You never know. No, but it was very strange. Like, I don't understand why he did that. Because, like... There was no gain for him whatsoever. But if it was like, oh, hey, like, you know, interest, 
but there was nothing like it was like cash value <laughs> that's cool i don't know oh. where that noise is coming from <laughs> it's uh it's the alert on our stream right now because we uh we just gotta follow so hey. yep yep well it's like i didn't know it was coming through your recording yes because for whatever reason like it's super loud and i don't know why like because i have you turned down down right now so you don't come through the headset into the microphone and blow you out yeah exactly exactly but anyways let's get off that right now so that was the answer ashton good try though i mean like, i tried I, like i understand where you would have gotten that answer from but uh, but yeah, before we dive into the gaming news, I want to give a quick shout out to the streamer of the week. Streamer of the week is Beck Does Stuff. Uh, Beck is a really cool streamer. He actually, I mean, it, I believe his intent to streaming to start streaming was to play games and share his gameplay. But it eventually turned into an art stream for him. Uh, he designs a lot of uh, emotes and just random really cool graphics for people and it that that's what his stream turned into is people watching him draw and it's, it's a lot of fun to actually watch him and he actually did our Mega Man emote for us oh so good yes yes indeed so thank you very much Beck for that emote and thank you for being an awesome streamer so everybody if you're listening if you're watching Go check out Beck Does Stuff. It is, uh, it's B-E-C. There's no K in there. So B-E-C-D-O-E-S-S-T-U-F-F. Beck Does Stuff. So definitely go check him out. He's really fun to watch. He plays a little bit, but mostly if you just want to watch some, watch a really cool drawing stream. Like, it's, that's what Beck does. Beck Does Stuff. Go check him out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's time for the gaming news consoles come out this week oh yeah oh yeah they do and i'm over here like man i kind of want a ps5 because yeah. jesus is my console loud and it's hot <laughs> it's so hot there is absolutely nothing wrong with my consoles, neither one of them, my Xbox nor my PS4. But for whatever reason, I I want it. I want it because like I I, I had a PS4 at launch. And mm -hmm. I just I want I want my baby. Like give me give me my baby. Like I, I just want to go and no. get it on Thursday. Like give no. it to me. Like please. <laughs> I want one to help with recording. And not have a jet engine in the background. I mean, that's fair. Every episode. That's fair. I almost want to downgrade. That's how much I just don't want a pro. See, because... I, like my original PS4 was a jet engine. My pro, the only time it becomes a jet engine is if I have it enclosed in my entertainment stand, which has a glass door on the front of it. And when I close that glass door with it inside... You hear the thing go off or like crazy, but as long as I have that glass door open, like it has a little bit of breathing space around it, like my PS4 is my, relatively silent. My Pro has so much air around it. All right, I have little feet for my Pro, and they <laughs> they raise my PlayStation about an inch off the ground. So not only is there that, but it's on a. I have a new 
Uh, I'll just show it. This is the, the new table. There's a table. See all that? That jazz? There's PlayStation. It sits on top of a thing that's graded. So you can't, you can't, it's just, it's got air. It's just an air machine. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, do you think internally it's just still yeah, super dusty? Yeah, like I've opened it up and cleaned it, but I didn't get to the the heat sink. I assume it's the heat sink that has like cat hair or something on it. And it's just like, there's yeah. something touching me. No, oh, I mean, God. I, like, I feel like it's got to be something internally because, I mean, I've had my Pro for a little over a year now and nothing. And I bought my Pro used. So. I also bought mine Pro used. I'm sorry for all these noises, everybody. <laughs> but I knocked over the camera and then I just knocked the mic and everything is fine. I have to rewire everything. <laughs> well, while you're rewiring it, I'm going to take a quick break. So we'll be right back, everyone. Oh, it's break. I'm back. Wonder Boy. <laughs> What is the secret of your power? <laughs> and there we go. You're all adjusted. You're in my face. I'm cool as a cucumber now. Cool as a cucumber. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, this week we have both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 finally releasing to the world. Well, at least most of the world. Some places won't see the PS5 until November 19th, actually. So, but for most of the rest of the world, Tuesday, November 10th, is the release of the Xbox Series X, and Thursday, November 12th, will be the release of the PS5. Um, there have actually been some people who have pre-ordered their consoles who have been receiving them already huh yeah yes there have been a few facebook groups and uh even a couple discords that i'm in where people have actually received either their xbox or their playstation 5 already they've supplied pictures and everything um i don't know where they got them from uh, I do know a couple of them are were definitely UK-based people, so I don't know if they got them from a retailer out there who shipped them out too early or wherever they came from, but they backed up their claims with pictures. You guys can believe what you want to believe, but I, I found it to be pretty legit. Um, outside of that, I've... I've seen a lot of videos and pictures of different, like, actual, like, real reviewers and streamers and everything mm -hmm. who have gotten their hands on it. A um, couple things I will say. Uh, as far as the Xbox goes, I don't know too much. I have actually have not seen the interface. The only thing I have actually seen is the two systems side by side, and the PS5 is a mammoth. <laughs> it, it's it is a big machine it is very large it's very tall yes very very tall and I, like i don't see many people who want to put it horizontally being able to fit it <laughs> in several unless you have like one of those entertainment stands that has like like wide open shelving from across the entire way but this thing looks huge now 
I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to sit there and nitpick the fact that it's huge. It's got a lot of power behind it. I mean, it's also for uh, the size is more for cooling and temperature control than the actual like it's a powerful machine. Just because they had to fit so many vents in it. Yeah. Yep. Um, but comparatively, like the the Xbox is a much smaller system. Um, don't know like anything about how either one is going to actually work in the home. The only thing that like has recently happened that like people are going nuts over is the fact that there are PS5s that are on display in uh, Best Buys and they might be set up in a couple GameStops now. But the marketing like display unit that they put the system in, they put the system in, in an enclosed plastic case. Like just the, smart. just the system itself is like in a plastic tube. And of course, one overheated and it showed up on the screen on the display and somebody took a picture of it and posted it to Reddit. And of course, you know, it, people went wild with it saying like, Oh, here it is. Xboxes or PlayStation is overheating. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, I, well, I mean, when you put it into an environment that it is destined to overheat, it's going to overheat. I bet you, if you put the Xbox in that same little tube, it's probably going to overheat too. Well, I, I'm actually, that's interesting that this is a topic because I have seen otherwise there's been, uh, I don't know what group it is, but it's a tech group that did a heating test. And comparatively, the PS5 runs on average two to five degrees cooler than a PS4 Pro. Not cooler than a PS4, a PS4 (laughs) Pro. On average, a PS4 Pro is around 58 degrees Celsius. On average, a PS4 is around the 40s range. So, yeah. This is in Celsius. I don't know what that means in Fahrenheit. I'm going to say big number bad, smaller number better, a number in between those numbers. All right. And that's what the PS5 is. So, yep. A couple things with the consoles launching here is that, you know, PlayStation will be launching with a couple titles right off the bat. Decent ones. We've got Demon Souls coming out, and we've got Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, Sackboy is a launch title, right? I don't know. I don't actually know what launch. What's in the launch window? I know there's. I know there's not much, and I thought it was interesting because I know Godfall is supposed to be there too, mm-hmm. and it is for now a PlayStation exclusive. For right now, originally was supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive, but now it has been revealed that it is a timed exclusive. Womp womp. Yep. Yep. Um, But with the consoles releasing next week, how stores are doing it, 
if you do plan on going out to try and buy either the Xbox or the PlayStation 5, um, especially Walmart, and I think a few other retailers are doing it the same way, is you are not going to be able to just walk in the store on November 10th or November 12th and be like, take my money and give me a system. They're going to be like, no, 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 sir. This is not how it is going to work. You pretty much have to purchase the system online first. So you okay. have to you have to go either to Walmart's website, GameStop's website, Best Buy or whatever and purchase it there and choose an in-store pickup option and then you will be emailed with basically like an appointment time to go and pick up your console. Um what I found really interesting how they're doing it is they're going to do it in waves. So it's not going to be like, okay, you know, here it is, like noon on November 10th and November 12th. You know, it's a free-for-all. Everybody get on the internet, try and get your system really fast. They're going to release a certain amount at – it's well, they're going off Pacific times. So I'm going to – since we're in Eastern, I'm going to go off at Eastern times right now. But basically the first wave here, especially if you're going for the PS5 on November 12th, the first wave here to retailers is going to be released around noon noon eastern on november 12th you'll be able to go on the website hopefully be able to purchase one and then you will be set up with a time where you can go to the store and actually pick up your purchase uh you know it's basically mainly due to the fact they don't want people bum rushing the stores because of covid and everything else so it makes perfect sense i'm curious how well it's gonna go over i mean because we we already know that it's, it's holiday season, so people are just going to be foaming at the mouth and being on these websites and everything like that. Like, I'm curious because of the pre-order fiasco and like every website that was selling it crashed during that time, or there were major issues with checkout. How this will work because they're supposed to be releasing inventory in waves. The one thing that they haven't told anybody whatsoever is how many systems stores are expected to get. There's a rumor that GameStop is only going to get a handful at each store because GameStop, you know, it, it is looking like probably within the next year or two, there probably won't be GameStops anymore. Like, <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that I'm like, I'm so sad. Oh, no, don't take away GameStop. Like, but... It is, I mean, it's almost essentially kind of like when blockbusters and Hollywood videos closed up and everything, you know, it is kind of a little piece of, especially our era growing up, that's all right, it's going away, like, it's time to move on to something new, you know, because, like, once GameStop goes away, like, the only thing we'll have is the mom and pop stores, and I or like... Or digital, or like digital. a doll. <laughs> don't you talk down to me <laughs> no i mean like don't get me wrong i'm a digital person like 99 percent of my library is digital and going forward Same. most of my library is gonna be digital i'm not one of those people that's panicking over the fact of like oh my god if playstation implodes i lose all my games like i'm not worried about oh, that i'm horribly worried about that <laughs> everyone should <laughs> if Sony's just like we're done with this, you're done with it, because that's what's going to happen with the Vita. A lot of people are terrified that their Vita collection, their, their, their digital side, just won't be there because they're 
They're like well, making it, steps. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't see that going away because like you can still go get PSP games. Server S- space. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like that's as much of an issue anymore these days, though. I especially, mean, I don't know how many PSP not... games there are, but they're probably only on the servers because of PS Vita's as a whole. Maybe you could pick up a PSP and go to the store and download it. Maybe you can. I don't think you can. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. But still, I'm not super worried about it, especially in the time that I know I'm going to be able to enjoy the games. Because, I mean, I'm one of those people that once I play a game, especially modern games, and I've I've like played it to its max, I've achieved it. Like you mm-hmm. already know me, I'm not a guy who plays a ton of multiplayer games. I'm mm-hmm. a guy who likes my story based games. I like my open world games. I'm a completionist, so I try and complete them all the way. But once I complete it, it's like I- I'm done. I don't really have much of a reason to. I mean, that's fair, go and that's the same it. for me. But there are a slew of games in each generation or ecosystem that i bought thinking i would have time for it but time moves forward and i gotta play final fantasy 16 when it comes out god damn it (laughs) do we even have like a a tentative release date on that no probably in two years (laughs) but whatever probably probably (laughs) i would be playing it and as i'm playing it my poor persona 3 on ps2 digital We'll just be like, what about me? You never 100%ed me. And I'll be like, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Part of me thinks Final Fantasy 16 isn't going to come until like 2026. <laughs> I mean, it could, but with Square, they're always like a few years deep into development before they say anything. Yeah. About any of their personal games. I, I mean, don't worry. I'm excited for 16. 16 looks awesome from what they showed. Like, I love the return to kind fantasy. of the, the fantasy and medieval and all that stuff. It seems really, really cool. But back to the topic of the PS5. Um, launch title for the PS5 is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, it's uh, The game itself looks like it's a lot of fun. Looks like they built upon the, uh, the Spider-Man. Spider-Man game quite a bit. Um, I, uh, I honestly was really looking forward to it. I'm still looking forward to it, but I, however, was quite disappointed to hear the news that the main story will only take about seven to 10 hours to complete it, where IGN reported that pretty much almost everyone on their staff that completed it did it in about eight and a quarter hours. Ooh, that's $70. Yes. And now, like, that's just the main story. But even doing 100% completion takes about 16 to 18 hours. And to me, like, I'm sorry, like, that's that's not a lot. Like, that's taken me back to playing Infamous. You know, this, this, but I even feel like Infamous, like, overall, doing 100% completion was more than 16 to 18 hours. But bit of a disappointment to hear for a game like comparatively to Spider-Man that was on the PS4, which I'm not really surprised, honestly, I, like I am and I'm not because this is this is the case with launch titles when, all yeah, the time. Exactly. They're always like super short. They're like tech demos, if anything. Yeah, exactly. 
my issue with it is is that they chose to go with a franchise that they got a lot of success from to do a launch title and kind of like you said make like a tech demo out of it like i honestly would have preferred for them to just come out with another random ass game like the order for this launch and really put time and work into miles morales to give us a game that is going to be at least to the same length of quality that we got from spider-man for the ps4 I have a feeling that the PS5 version of <coughs> Spider-Man and Miles Morales will eventually be one game, anyways. Though, I mean that that would that could make sense. I'm, I'm surprised they they're not launching like uh, the remaster as a uh, get this and get blank for ten dollars off or free or included or whatever the fuck they want to do. But the fact that we're getting Spider-Man remastered for the PS5 and we're getting the Miles Morales game as well, this almost makes it feel like the Miles Morales game is like the first light of like the Spider-Man games. Like it's like, oh yeah, no, we got this Miles Morales game, it's coming out. But the main game is still the Spider-Man game. This is kind of like just, yeah, it's a $70 game, but it's really just DLC. Like, <laughs> like that's it basically what, is. I mean, that's what it's making it feel like. And to me, that's where my problem with the $70 price tag comes in. And this was something that, you know, I actually kind of defended in one of our earlier episodes saying like, you know what? Fine. You know, make the game $70. As long as we're getting quality content out of it, that's worth that price tag. Fine. Like you I, thought they were going to do that. No, come like, on. Like, and, and my problem is, is like, I, I felt like we were starting to drift back towards, you know, games with good stories and like not everything is going to be a friggin' battle royale game like we're actually going to have yeah, no. no no and and no it's just like okay like no we just we need a tech demo to sell off what our system can do so so more, so more people will go play call of duty this, you know this is an interesting <laughs> note to bring up battle royales so there's a game out there it's called vampire the masquerade it's based off a tabletop it's an rpg and it's super old it's on pc play it it's a great game oh my god it's a great game number two has been in the works and in the the hemisphere of oh that might come out soon for the past like three years you know it's gonna come out before the sequel to one of the best pc rpgs i've ever played a fucking battle royale set in the same universe I am not kidding. <laughs> it is Vampire <laughs> Battle Royale. So everything is a battle royale these days, and apparently that's what sells. So it doesn't though. <sighs> that's the thing. Each genre could only have so many whales. You know why? Because people gang the whales, right? You know, RPGs got Final Fantasy, it's got a uh, Persona. Other RPGs, I don't know, like lesser known. The average person isn't going to know about them. Battle Royales, they got Fortnite, PUBG, they got Call of Duty. Is there anyone else that's going to be out there for longer than two weeks? No, because <laughs> no one plays them. They're playing Fortnite and Call of Duty. Yep. Racing games, name big racing games. Forza Gran Turismo, Need for Speed. I'll throw that in there. Do yep. anyone else? Does, does anyone play that? Anything else? No, they don't. They don't. 
because everyone you these flagships become flagships because they're so good but that also means that everything around them just dies within like a day yeah so there you go just you know everyone's <laughs> the game industry bro it's just chasing trends all the time yeah it's just i don't know i'm i'm bothered by the fact of we have two systems that have come out right now that are supposed to be like you know the the pinnacle of of video gaming and what we're getting from them is especially as far as the content goes is like like you said before a tech demo and like i know we should be used to that because the same thing happened with the ps3 the same thing happened with the ps4 the same thing happened with PS2. the xbox the same thing happened with the xbox the xbox 360 every console that's like ever existed everyone. but like i feel like we're to a point now where there are so many people playing video games that the industry shouldn't be able to dupe us anymore. <laughs> People still pay for Madden. No. I mean, I stay like I'm guilty of something similar. And to that's that, the so. problem. It's not the game <laughs> industry, it's everyone who supports it. And it's just like, ow, you know, you let small things slide, and then next thing you know, you're in a mudslide. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Speaking of mudslides. Hey, Kahlua. <laughs> uh, getting sued by Sony. Because oh, the the plate, plate stations? Yes. Yeah. That sucks for them. Like big It time. does suck for them. Because here's the thing. Um, for everyone who doesn't know. The PS5, you could take those those side panels off. There was a company that was making custom color ones, custom designed ones, yada yada. Right? It's not hard to do. You just get the specs. You make it in a 3D printer. That patent is pending right now for those side panels, basically. But somehow, Sony is still able to be like, hey, you're making those? Stop or we'll sue you. And also change your name. So also, I, I think like l l let me interrupt you there for a second. I think that's where their very first problem was. Oh yeah, hundred percent was the name. The name, like had they had been like you know friggin' uh, just anything that didn't include the word station, station. or yeah. something that made it sound like their company was PlayStation. Like, like come on, dude. Like called they called themselves PlayStation. Like that's very very similar and i feel like had they not had a name like that they probably wouldn't have drawn so much attention with what they were doing probably um, not but nonetheless still sucks for them because like i feel like especially with when it comes to customization of these consoles because i'm not gonna lie i don't like that the system is white i don't like white consoles so why I just, I don't, I don't. You're, like, you're telling me the thing that you're going to touch probably quite often <laughs> will stain. Yes. You don't, you don't like that? Crazy. And I have children and animals and, and lots of food that gets cooked in my house and just, 
particles to the air that can constantly just stain up a gorgeous white system and I don't. We all have that Super Nintendo that's yellow, but not all yellow. <laughs> yes. It's just the half of it is yellow, and you're like, how the fuck did this happen? Yes. That's Who's, exactly How? <laughs> Why not the whole thing? But I, I feel like like Sony like went all in on them. They're like, Oh no, hundred yeah, percent. Like, like you are just you are gonna change your name. You're not gonna make these things anymore. You're gonna cancel all your orders. You're gonna give us all your money. <laughs> like they went in, and it sucks. Yep, yep, it sucks. Yep, because I don't know. Like I, I like the idea that there has been third-party customization options for controllers, for consoles, everything, and. I don't know. I I don't like things being proprietary. This is why I'm not an Apple fan. This is why I, anybody when they say I'm going to go buy a Dell, they're going to go buy a Dell computer. I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> because I can't stand when things become proprietary. I like people being able to be innovative with somebody else's work. It expands your options so much it allows you to be able to build things the way you want them customize them the way you want them and you are not being like and this is exactly why i don't like apple because everything about them is like okay well if you buy an apple product then everything that's going to work with your pc to 100 percent efficiency has got to be another apple product or your iphone or your your ipad everything like yes i understand there are third-party products that come out for those things what about the the computer stand that was a thousand dollars and it was just a screen stand for a thousand dollars what about like what about it like come on you don't like that no what? no no my point in case is i don't like proprietary bullshit and what this are you is... talking about the xbox series x memory card hard drive yes. or how about the memory card for a yes. vita the whole yes. reason why Avita failed. Yes. What about UMDs? The whole reason UMDs fail. Although yes. PSP was actually quite successful. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> this is awkward silence. Awkward, yeah. I mean, it, it worked for that one. They had movies on it. it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the only area where proprietary bullshit I was like, hey, I love this, was a friggin' Dreamcast VMU. <laughs> I mean, that was a whole part of the experience. Exactly. Bring back a Dreamcast. I'll pay any money. I'll give you a thousand dollars per console. Did you hear the rumors that there may be a mini Dreamcast coming? I don't want it. <laughs> Why? I just want a Dreamcast or a Dreamcast Two. I don't need these these false dreams. <laughs> Because you know what you could do with a Dreamcast? You could burn anything and it will work. Well, nowadays, yeah. But back, back in the day. Then? Well, back then, <laughs> back even then, if you like, could, you who, could. Who the hell had it? No, because it read GD-ROM. So I was like, who the hell has a GD-ROM? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I know you could just burn it on a disc and it'll play the game. I've done it. The technology is there. <laughs> We can now, rebuild it. We can now make, make it make better, a, faster, make a stronger. successor that is better than a PS5, but lacks any no. form of DRM. 
I want to play the ber- I want to play the Berserk game on Dreamcast again. That game was so good. <laughs> like probably Let me tell like- you. <laughs> it's also incredibly hard. Yes. Incredibly hard, but it's so good. Yes, it was probably one of the best games I ever played on the Dreamcast. <laughs> that shit is crazy. You fight like a dragon actually, lion lord. Actually, wasn't it called Sword of the Berserk? It's Sword of Guts Berserk. Oh yeah, so that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Man, I want a Dreamcast again. <laughs> I love my Dreamcast. Why do I love the Dreamcast? Because it was an arcade port machine. Yeah, basically. We're getting off track here. We are getting a little bit off track here, but that's okay. That's okay. Because I love the Dreamcast. Because the Dreamcast deserves it. It but, does. Um, but yeah, with uh, both consoles launching. Uh, I was. I've been saying next week. It's this week, technically. This week. This week they will be releasing. Um, again, we have the Xbox on Tuesday, November tenth. PlayStation Four on Thursday, November twelfth. Um, launch titles for the PS Four. Only a few. There are PS5. no or PS Five. Sorry, PS Five. Just a few. There are no major launch titles for the Xbox. None. Like, we were supposed to have Halo. That got delayed. There's not much. Like, yeah, there's going to be Assassin's Creed, but, like, I, you can't That's really call it. It's, it's not exclusive. Um, I, I, this is where I'm kind of torn because I love Game Pass. And I have been one who is just like, you know, you know me I and, and yourself as well. Like, we are Sony guys, but I'm over-hating on Xbox. Like, they they make games, they do what they do, and there's people who like them, and there's even things that they sure. do that I that I enjoy. Like, I'm, I've been trying to erase my bias, especially in the fact that, like, if I own these things, like, why am I going to hate on them? So, <laughs> but, um... I want Bethesda games. Microsoft. It will, I mean, that's just it. Like, I can't deny the fact that the Game Pass as a service is probably one of the greatest things that has ever come to video games. It's literally the cornerstone of Microsoft's business at this point. Well, they make so much money off of it. uh, And, you know, kudos to them for doing so. Like, actually being innovative and making something that is challenging the norm when it comes to video games and how they are sold and how they are marketed and everything. I mean, like they are making kind of bold steps with the game pass, especially with certain games that are going to be available on day of release for like the cost of what it is. And we, you know, we just found out here recently that the game pass will not be increasing in price upon it's going to stay what it is. Microsoft finds that Phil, Phil Spencer, I think he's the head. He is. Yep. He, in his words was like, it is profitable enough and it won't be changed for some time, i.e. at least a year or two years before they even consider it. Which, you know, depending on how the library expands and what games do become available on it, you know, especially like day one games, 
I mean, I'm totally open to a price increase. Like, I'm sorry. Like, right now for what they give you, it could be more than what it is and still be worth the value. But, you know, for me, I, I, have, I have Game Pass Ultimate. And for 15 bucks a month for what I get, it's like, holy, holy shit, man. Like, there's a lot. And now the fact that you've added Bethesda games onto it, like, you know, Doom Eternal being a game that's on there right now is kind of a big deal. And even not even just that like to me like having the entire kingdom hearts collection on there is kind of awesome like i never mm-hmm. played kingdom hearts 3 i've i've heard mixed reviews about it and you know it's quality compared to the first two games and i'm not someone who has played you know all the other side games on the ds or anything like that i've only played the main games so yes my ass is lost right now playing the third game don't worry as a person who played everything else around it there's not much difference between a person in that circumstance and yours okay all right, all right. Well, that's fair enough. Three goes off the goddamn rails for a person like me who's like, I've played all of them. <laughs> it starts, and I have no idea what's going on. But getting back to the Game Pass there, just the amount of games that I've seen on Game Pass, and I'm just like, oh, wow, I, I want to play this. And, oh, wow, that game is actually kind of new. Or, you know... Just comparing it to what games have been available with, you know, and I'm not trying to knock PlayStation Plus as a service or anything like that, but Microsoft has done a pretty good job of really making some top tier AAA games available for you to just download and play as long as you have the service. And like, I kind of do hope that, you know, I know we have PlayStation now, but I do hope that Sony kind of adopts a service that is more comparable to what we get with game pass because i mean i I hate to say it but the actual library and collection of games you can go through and play especially for the like the standpoint of variety what what's available on game pass right now is you know to me a little bit superior than what you get on playstation the one thing i will give playstation credit for though is that they utilize it to really showcase a lot of indie developers Mm -hmm. and i will not knock them for that because you know there have been a lot of indie games that have been really really good or indie developers that have like made a decent enough game that they have been called into like a you know triple a triple a developer and helped create a game with them so i feel like there's a takeaway from both of them with, with that but going back and comparing to where microsoft has come from and you know i mean like they were not a video game company like they made windows they made you know pc and office stuff and everything and how they've evolved as a company when it comes to games and now being big time innovators to me is it's kind of cool you know i'm not i'm not going to hate on them for something that they actually like made good like this is i love game pass i'm not like i love I mean, it I'm, so. I'm there with you comparatively on from game pass to playstation now you probably have on game pass blockbuster titles that have came out within the past two years mm-hmm. on now their biggest games are at least three years old yeah well, I think with now they really try to play off the fact that they have a lot of PlayStation exclusives mm-hmm. that are on That's now. True. 
I and there it's multi-generational yes yep yep um i mean like you can play it anywhere with yes. one subscription you don't need multiple payment plans one subscription of now will get you now on anything that supports now though I mean, essentially the same thing with Game Pass, though. Yeah, there's different models, though. Mo- model, like, there's the PC one. There's Ultimate. That's all of it. There's just console. There's. Oh, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. Just yep. one sub. Yep. I paid for me. I paid $30. I got a when it was discounted. But for $60 for a whole year, mm-hmm. that's cheaper than Game Pass. I don't think Game Pass does yearly buyout of their service. Pretty I sure they don't. I don't sure. know. I know it might be three months. I, I have, think it's I the have, most. I have a three month. Yeah. Subscription. <sighs> um, but I don't know if they have a one year one though. But either which way, I think for what both are offering for the prices of a y- annual subscription um i think they're both comparable honestly yeah like just the benefits of game pass is they're brand new games usually exclusive big title games and with playstation it's a little cheaper but you're getting older indie games there's a lot of rpgs and stuff it everything on now caters to people who are sony players like Mm -hmm. myself they're, they're not trying to get the action gamer because, let's be real, the action gamer plays on Microsoft. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say that Game Pass kind of did, like, they they started off with the, that eventually Sony follow, followed suit, uh, I mean, at least with the PlayStation 4 games, was the whole jumping off of, you know, we're going to stream the game inst- instead of actually letting you download it. Yeah. So, I mean, that was one thing that, like, when I first got the Game Pass for my Xbox One, I was like, oh, wait, I can just, I I can download it and not have to worry about bandwidth or anything like that, or it's going to actually take advantage of the hardware of my system, so, um, and I was really happy when, like, PlayStation was like, okay, you know, for PS4 games, you can download them, but everything else you gotta stream, it was like, alright, alright. That's a fair... I guess. With older games, too, like the PS2 ones... The amount of information they need to stream, it's it's not going to eat up. I've had issues streaming PS3 games. Three games, yeah, me too. But, like, literally the issue would be, like, there's a weird graphical thing that happens for the f- a first few couple minutes. Or you're playing a game and, like, it'll just suddenly skip. Mm-hmm. Like, like yep. it's lagging for a split second. Honestly, overall... You know, streaming games isn't the best. You should probably download them when you can. Yeah. Yeah. But streaming works. It does. It does. I mean, like, uh, we wouldn't be seeing services like Stadia and what the hell is the one from Amazon, Amazon? that we talked about that's coming I don't know. out? <laughs> New, newbie something. Noble. Or, or, you know, being able to like game pass on your phone or your tablet. Like, Oh, that too. Like that, that works great. Um, but since we're on the topic of data and graphics and everything, whoo, call of duty. 
Call of Duty. Call of Duty Cold War. If you got a PC, you better free up some space on that hard drive. Just delete all the other Call, Call of Duty. You probably might have to, honestly. Because <laughs> knowing how like the war zones like integrated into the same thing as whatever current Call of Duty it is. I don't know if they'll keep the same launcher with a new Call of Duty. I can't imagine they will. <laughs> what? You're just kind of staring off into space after that one. <laughs> I mean... It look at you, you were in very deep thought about like what Activision is going to do with Call of Duty. <laughs> what are they going to do, though? I mean, I don't know. Is but... it a new launcher? Or are they are you going to make Warzone a separate thing? Because I could tell you right now, Warzone's like 120 some gigs. Oh, Warzone in itself is a separate thing now. Like officially, you... yeah. Because like... I downloaded it for my PC, and it has bullshit for Black Ops or whatever. No, like... it's 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 not a. It's like where if I owned that game, it would launch it. In the, like the same launcher thing. I mean, as far as I know, like you can get Warzone as like its own thing now. Like okay. I knew, I knew it was like an extension of uh, was it Modern Warfare Remastered? I think it was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but no, like you could like Warzone is like complete download, free to play now. Um, but with Call of Duty Cold War for PC you're going to need about 170 to 250 gigs of space for the game. As of right now, what they are telling people. Yeah. Which is not optimized at all. Just nuts. I mean, quarter of a one terabyte hard drive. Like, but let's be real. There's another side of this that if you were to want to play uh, the game in max settings, fully cranked out, you would need a PC that's built in the future. <laughs> there is no computer like optimize like optimized to play this at max settings. Period. Is, is at this, all. Is this going to be like Crisis's? Can it run Crisis this, mode? This is like a Crisis <laughs> thing where they made it too strong, and apparently, even if you have like a a three ninety three eighty or whatever and max everything. You will still not be able to hit the 120 frames that you may want. That's all. I know that's a big, that's a big aim point too for 120. Just why? Just why? But But my whole thing is, is like, okay, like we're talking PC here, 170 to 250 gigs. What about the people who are going to play it on console? Especially considering now that it has been confirmed that with the PlayStation 5, after the system, like, 665 Yeah, 667 to be exact. Okay, whoa, whoa. Yeah, hey man, don't take, hey, those two gigs could be used for a... Saves. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Whoa. I was going to try and at least be like, okay, maybe we can get like a pixelated, like, side-scrolling shooter game, but nope, (laughs) nope. saves that's it saves. that's it that's all i you're have gonna get. three gigs of saves on my ps4 <laughs> your theme for your ps5 yep. <laughs> that's what it's gonna take up oh man that's too damn 
but I mean, like, seriously, if a game is that big on PC, like, comparatively for, and like, let's not let's not deny the fact that there's gonna be a lot of people that are getting new consoles just so they can play Call of Duty. So yeah. that's a lot of space to take up on a hard drive. Now, now this is by no means confirming that you know the console, the console version versions yeah. will be as big, but. It's gonna at least be somewhat relative. Probably a hundred. Yeah, and even the, st- even still, a hundred. Like on 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 my PS4, I have a game that was a hundred and fifteen gigs. Which game? It was Final Fantasy fifteen with um, all the DLC. That would make sense. Do you know what a close second was? What? Street Fighter Five Launch Edition. That shit was like 80-some gigs. Why? I don't know, Corey. I never figured that out because launch <laughs> Street Fighter V had nothing in it. So I don't know. So what. much content <laughs> hidden behind a paywall. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why. It's here. It's already on your hard drive. But he's got no give arcade money. mode. It barely had couch. Yeah. I, never, yeah, I never really played much of Street Fighter. No, well, five, I should say. Didn't play it's much a great Street. game. I've heard it's good, but, but I, I, it, think, I think I got it, like played it a little bit because it came out. It came out during like the 360 PS3 era, didn't it? It came out as a launch game for PS4. For PS4? Hmm. Yes. So maybe I'm thinking of Street Fighter 4 then? Yes, that was okay. very big, big, big popular. Yeah, I think I remember playing that when that first came out for... Uh, for 360 and PS3. One of the hardest was... fighting game bosses I've ever fought in my life. Seath is a, is it's awful. I don't even I don't even remember fighting the last boss. <laughs> but a big issue with five outside of the you know gigs and gigs of empty zeros and ones is if it came out with because like right now we're on season three. If it came out with all the season one stuff included into it defaultly, that game would have turned out much better, in my opinion. It would have sold way better. It's just, you can't give people bare bones games. You know why, Corey? Why, Ashton? This is a segue. You lose (laughs) $65 million on an unfinished product, like Square did with Marvel. I, I get where you're going with that one. Yes. Yes. Swear yeah. Enix has reported a loss in this quarter of $65 million due to, I guess, projected income from Avengers because they did they made their money off the game. What they did to pay for it to be made was paid back. They made all that money. I'm assuming this 65 is just like, this is our quarterly projections. We're going to make tons of money off of skins. You, you're not. You didn't. You you won't. The game is probably going to go to free to play because of how bad that game is. It's not even a bad game. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when they first showed it off and they showed off those horrible character models and everything, I was like, oh, oh, this... This looks rough, but then they, you know, they cleaned it up and they actually showed off some of the gameplay. I'm like, oh, this actually looks like it may be halfway decent. And then mm-hmm. I started, and then I started actually watching like streamers playing it and stuff. And I was like, no, oh, this game actually looks really cool. But 
you know, and it actually seemed like a decent amount of people were playing it. Yep. But it just it I, they either like projected way too high with it. I feel like they were trying to ride off the coattails of the cinematic universe too much. Probably a hundred percent. And like, I don't know, like you would have had to make a really, really good memorable game in order to build off of the success of that. And, you know, just starting off the fact that all the characters were not able to look like the movie counterparts that right there is already going to turn people off a little bit. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, it's a little... It shouldn't, but... It shouldn't, it, but... But it will. It is, yeah. It will, you know? Um, I did a full Let's Play of the story mode. Yep. For uh, It's on our YouTube channel, if you wanted to check it out. Yep. The story mode's actually really good. Like, it's interesting. It's it's well-made in terms of their cutscenes and stuff. Just the problem with the game is when it came to the post-story stuff... This happens with almost every live service game. There's not a lot to do. And what you do give people to do, it's either super repetitive Mm -hmm. or it's just not interesting. Like there's two super villains, two dose in Marvel's Avengers that you can fight. There's other bosses. They're robots. So yep. you're really left with Taskmaster, a B-tier villain, in my opinion. Come at me. I don't care. And Abomination, which I love. He's a Hulk villain, but he's like the only character that has their arch nemesis in the game. Obviously, it's going to fail. Every character you introduced in that game should have had their counterpart, at least as showing up as a boss fight in that game. There should have been more than robots the common enemy you fight is robots and it could have been much more than that and like with the air of like ultron being the next big bad that's just more robots you're not you're not doing anything new asia ultron also sucked (laughs) not the comic book series comic book series is actually really good i'm talking about that movie that movie is just (laughs) just awful it's so boring so um my my whole take with the avengers game there and you know going forward with it is that like my hope for a game like that is that okay you know if your goal was to make a game that you're gonna want to continue to make you know like continuous money off of it would be to like not just make it this like free to play which is probably going to go anyways uh free to play game with a bunch of random loot and like you said just fighting robots and stuff i would like to actually see them do like episodic releases where the story actually continues like you know make me pay an extra 10 15 bucks and give me like six more chapters of the story continuing on like because I feel like for especially someone like me who likes story-based games, this would be a good way to actually get me to pay continuously for content Mm -hmm. as opposed to making me just sit there and drop 70 bucks and then wait four years for you to release the sequel to drop another 70. Like you, you may get more money out of me if you could like continue to like give me more and more and more content. And 
like I get it. Like there are people who just like that, like you know, almost destiny-ish kind of the grind. Getting yeah, gear you and know, stuff. like and that's an enjoyable part of the game. Yeah, and like I'm not trying. I'm do. not trying. I'm not trying to take that away from from people, but I feel like when there's games that are already rooted in deep story, that there's enough people that are like me that like just give us more story and we'll give you more money, you know. So. I wanted to play the Avengers game and I still do want to play it. Um, but there have been certain things that haven't made it a priority game on my list. And like, you know, it's some of the things you spoke about right there. The fact that like, okay, the story is good, but overall, how satisfying of a game is it between like what, what you get out of actually playing it, and what you get from the story, and what your hope is going forward with the game. So, like, I, I want, I do want to play it, but it definitely like fell down on my priority list when I found out like what their target was with the game. And money, yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess I just I have too much hope for things. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm finding good in it. That most people probably ignored a 14 hour story mode. That's 14 hours of me playing a game outside of your main content you want me to do. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yep. The story was well focused, it was well written when it came to it. It feels like a comic book movie, mm-hmm. but then it's just is you're pressing the b b b b b b b y y y y y y. Why? Triangle square, triangle square. <laughs> That's I was like, all really I was like, what are you playing it on, sir? <laughs> also, a big issue for me is Hulk is a tank, but really he feels like he should not be a tank. I don't know who made these decisions on why certain characters have these roles, quote unquote. What do you mean? It's just So like Tony is really good at range, but he actually serves better as a healer because he could put down, like, healing bubbles and stuff. Same with Thor, where he should be a damage dealer, but he kind of is more of a defensive support character. Okay. But then you have characters like fucking Captain America, who you would think would be the support tank character. And he's not. <laughs> what is Captain America? He is, like, the melee beat you down. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a bit odd. Just 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 a bit. It's it's just weird. Other you know, it's I don't want to talk about Avengers anymore. <laughs> I I it's an alright game. And if you like any of the main Avengers in it, you'll probably be like, Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Can you guess who I mean? Hulk. Hey, check it out. He's the only I'm Max character. On to the next notes. Segway. Terrible segue. This is the segue now. <laughs> EA find in the Netherlands. Yeah. 10 million euros. About for, fucking time. For FIFA packs. Um, like, I I get it. I, I, I get, like, why this happened. Um, I can't necessarily say that what they do with FIFA is 
really on the same level as gambling, but I mean, I have to respect the laws of this country. Like if they view it that way, then they view it that way. Um, but this all boiled down to that. Yeah. FIA, the EA was fined 10 million euros for basically breaking the Netherlands kind of gambling and betting laws with how they release and utilize the packs in FIFA ultimate team. And if anybody's not familiar with ultimate team, it's kind of a staple thing amongst EA games. Now Um, it, I believe it started in Madden. Then it became really, really big in the NHL games. And now of course it's in FIFA. It's basically the concept is, is it's an online mode and your team that you build is based around these, they call them decks. It's kind of like getting a virtual pack of cards. And each one of the cards is either a player or it could be something that's utilized to heal an injured player or it's, you know, different jerseys or it's a boost of some kind or whatever. And they're how it used to work and how EA ran it was just, I mean, it was grimy. Like it was just like, if you wanted to have a good team, you had to pay out the ass extra money in order to get good decks and, and get, you know, good players for your team. And nowadays, like they've changed it up quite a bit. Like you can actually earn packs from just in-game rewards themselves, but they still do push the whole big thing. Like, okay, like you can get packs with money and the Netherlands is basically saying now that like, well, that's gambling because like you are putting your money down on a chance that you are going to get something good. Beneficial. Yes. So like I'm respecting their laws and everything like that, but the way it has been painted in like, you know, the news reports about it and everything is it makes yes ea is a shitty company they've done some shitty things in the gaming industry they've also done some good things in the gaming industry this incident right here i can't really shit on them for like it's but just Corey, it, it's a matter of interpretation but Corey, so, they what? were told hey change your policies a year ago and what did ea do they said, no, we will appeal because they are surprise mechanics. I mean, a, oh. I mean, what were they supposed to do, though? Were they supposed to change the entire game to fit the needs of, of one country? like, Or not do business in that country. I'm not going to let... No one's defending loot boxes to me. All no, right? they're, no, they're, I'm, they're, no, no. Like, I'm not trying to defend loot boxes at all. I just don't... Like, this isn't anything that's new nowadays. Like, I am somebody who hated loot boxes. I hated the fact... This is what actually turned me off from being... This is a good thing, then. This this is a good thing. No, and and I, I, I get that. But I feel like EA has actually started making, like, somewhat progressive steps away from basically making that the forefront of their business model. And for something like this to kind of blow up I don't know. It just it just makes it seem like like okay, like you know, EA is trying to not be as shitty, but we're just going to continue to be like, "Ah, like sorry, you're shitty." And I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, Corey. I don't know why you 
Sorry, EA. You you want to be the world's worst company to work for for I don't know how many years in a row. That kind of you know reputation is gonna stick with you. And you know what? Good. EA, you're garbage. You're trash, I guess, boy. I, mean, I guess like I'm I'm somewhat of an EA apologist just because of how many between you know the hockey games. Back they almost to- ruined Star Wars games, Corey. But they didn't, and they made a pretty decent little Fallen Order. They did, after everyone was like, stop being scumbags for these practices. And Battlefront 2 is halfway decent. No, 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 not in the launch. No, 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 not what they they turned it into, what it was, which was a loot box, crazed piece of shit, all right? (laughs) All right, I'll eat my words with that one. (laughs) Fine. You win. All right. Burn EA to the ground. You don't have to do that. Just <laughs> let's be real. No, I just like, I don't know. It was just, I didn't feel like the story. Like, I I thought, like, when I first heard about it, it happened, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, what did they do? Did they bring back, like, their old school way of running, like, the decks and stuff? Or, or are they doing something different in the Netherlands? And I'm like. They just didn't do what they were asked to do. Yeah. <sighs> I just don't know, like, what they could have changed, though, or what they could have done. Like, because the entire game mode is built around that and how it functions. Take out that game mode. There's the other game mode, right? What That's not game? even the main game mode, is it? Now, for any EA game, pretty much Ultimate Team is, like, the main game mode That now. sounds like a bad game. <laughs> and you should be in trouble for making that. <laughs> It's not them. It's the people made it popular. You're right. And uh, that was my point earlier, too, is people paid into it in their scumbags. Like me. All right. <laughs> Dude, when Hockey Ultimate Team first came out and it was like, oh, here is an online mode where, you know, you can play against other people and but you're not just using like the rosters and the teams that have already been constructed from, you know, real life teams and real life mm-hmm. players. It is like, it's a complete, it, I mean, it's almost like playing fucking Pokemon. You got your cards, you got your fucking Pokemon. And it's like, it's my Pokemon versus your Pokemon just with hockey sticks. <laughs> so... I mean, that's fair. And, you know, and that's essentially what it was. And that that's what made it kind of cool. And like you, I mean, they literally were, they were digital cards that you collected and you could trade them with people. You could sell them off if you wanted but to. But those sound like early generation kind of mechanics. I bet they don't let you do any of those things anymore. Yes, they do. Do they? Yeah. Why do I not believe you, Corey? I mean, do, do do we need to hop on NHL right now and show no. you? No. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I mean, like, you can either you can purchase decks, you know, for with certain amounts of cards or whatever. The problem is, and this is where I see where the Netherlands is coming from, is that you know you can spend more money for a higher chance of getting like a really good player to add to your team so that's where the gambling portion comes in i feel like anything if you're paying money for a roulette if you are exchanging real life currency for any form of chance that is gambling if you can then benefit it 
but only at random chances, that's gambling to me. No matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Like if I if it wasn't real money, like if it was in game money and you were buying packs like this, I'd be like, No, that's fine, leave that alone. Well see the problem used to be is like that was the only way that you could actually build your teams in these games. And then, you know, there was backlash a few years ago, and then it turned into okay, you can get these packs through either purchasing them with real money or you can actually get them through in-game rewards so like your team actually doing well so like they so like with nhl there's actually two different like types of currency there's a currency that you can buy with real money and there's a currency you can earn through just doing shit in the game and either one of them can be used to buy packs that include you know better players better stats blah 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 all that other shit and everything mm-hmm. obviously like it's going to cost more in the points from in-game rewards than it is from real money but they made the option available whereas before it was like oh no you want better players you want better cards like you either gotta hope somebody trades you one or mm-hmm. fork over extra money they eliminated that by giving you the option of actually being able to do it by just playing the game and being good at the game itself. So I feel like the same game though, 10, 20 years ago, we just have an unlock code or, you know, they would just have these things. I feel like these are modern issues that are made. I mean, the major problem with it is that it still kind of encourages the pay-to-win mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where, you know, the big problem is, is that people will continue to throw down money thinking that, like, oh, well, you know, hopefully I drop another $10, I'm going to get that friggin' superstar rated 100 overall, you know, in, in my team, and I'd be able to blow apart people online. And... EA came back with the argument of the fact of like, okay, even if somebody does get like all the top rated players on their team or whatever, and and of course like they're like in Netherlands, like we're like I'm I'm speaking from the stand the standpoint of of NHL, like they're this lawsuit is over FIFA now. I pretty much know that FIFA, NHL, Madden, all of them, as far as like the ultimate team system goes, it's pretty much the same. It all mm-hmm. operates the same way. It's just you know a different game underneath that's why it's a multi-billion dollar annual game series um but but just having like having the ability to actually earn the rewards just through your actual gameplay you know to me is is better but like like i said i i can't sit here and say that i'm defending ea nor can i say that like i feel like they should be receiving the amount of backlash that they're receiving because it does feel like they are still trying somewhat to get away from the whole okay the pay to win mentality Mm -hmm. i could be wrong i could be wrong they're about that money boy i mean everybody 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 is about that money but it, it has to be at some point that you need to listen to your consumers that's not what the game industry does, Corey. <laughs> you know, at no point Ashton, have they I ever. I'm gonna be the hopeful of this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be real with you all. They just want your money. That's not true. Not all of them. I do believe video games are an art, 
but there's there's the business of art too which if you look up the business of art it's full of scumbags and it's an awful awful practice in modern society too so don't get it don't get me twisted i mean a big portion of it is marketing and i feel like you know when you are marketing you need to make sure that you are catering to the masses when it comes to your community and if us as gamers, you know, really kind of start to stand up to certain things that are being done, that our hope would be that companies would adjust and make changes. And, you know, I feel like while it could be better, EA has at least made some strides to change a little bit. So I'm not saying don't find them, whatever. You got to find them 10 million euros. That's Every fucking, week, that's it's fucking half a million euros. You, you know what? It's... Still, chump change to them, probably. Yeah, you know why? Because they got <laughs> shitty money making practices. <laughs> they don't need to care about morality. Um, well, we're on the topic of morality. There seems to be uh, some issues between India and China. There's always been issues between India oh, and man, China. Oh, man, this but... is not the segue I was going to do. Oh, what were you going to do? I was going to say, talking about games that make too much money, I was going to talk about Genshin Impact. Okay, we can move to Genshin Impact. Go ahead. Genshin Impact made $250 million in their first month based off of just mobile. Just mobile. Yeah. And that's it. And that's a gotcha game. And just like... Loot boxes? I think gotcha is disgusting. It's horrible. <laughs> um, a lot of people like Genshin. Yes, the, it's well. Here's the thing. Genshin. People, I even expect to like Genshin. Like Genshin. <laughs> Genshin. Outside of its mobile market, it's also on PC. It's also mm-hmm. on PS4. It has game mechanics that are found in AAA titles mm-hmm. like Breath of the Wild. Yep. Um, it has a cute art style, you know, if you like anime boys, anime girls, whatever. Cool. And the, the combat from what I've seen, my brother plays it a lot. It's pretty solid. The only issue is it's a gotcha. And apparently the gotcha odds are really bad depending on what kind of character you want to play. Uh, apparently there was a guy who on stream for Twitch on this very website, Spent two thousand dollars to get get one character, and then like the following week or day or so, he was like, "You know what? I regret this because this character actually sucks." <laughs> and that's why I will never get into those type of games. But you're already in those games. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I am, but I don't invest <laughs> like other people do. <laughs> so, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, um, I found like I was I was honestly shocked by by Genshin Impact and like its success. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very, very 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 strange too because I noticed you know I, I, like we follow a bunch of people on Twitch, a bunch of different streamers, and you know. It, it, you can't deny this. Like Call of Duty is in, you know, these battle royale games kind of really, really, really flood the channels. Yes, and they do. All of a sudden, I'm seeing like these dudes who are like main Call of Duty streamers. I'm playing Genshin Impact today. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> so 
it was very very interesting to see the impact that the uh, the game had Kenshin on... impact ah! <laughs> there it is <laughs> you can find more comedy like this on our <laughs> podcast which you can find on Spotify Apple Google Amazon Audible wherever you listen to your podcast I'm a sellout hey yes, hashtag he... Ashton's a sellout <laughs> Oh man, is that is that too shameless so far? Too two, two. 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 Are we ready limit. to move on to India? We could go talk about India. It's fine. Okay, we've been um, here for a while. So, Ashton, you had uh, you had actually kind of tuned me into this one about how uh, PUBG was banned in India, and I had no idea why. Um, uh, China yeah yeah and like it took me it took me a little bit of reading and then on top of that to like click like oh wait like india and china kind of have problems with each other so i wasn't being like hyperbolic or anything it was just like (laughs) literally it's it's china like um so basically india had i like i was trying to understand why they had banned PUBG. i'm like like what's what's so bad about PUBG? And they realize, oh, they think China is spying on them through mm-hmm. PUBG. Yep. So not only did they ban PUBG, but they banned like 117 other apps as well that mm-hmm. basically had any ties to Tencent or any major Chinese uh, corporate affiliation. Um, PUBG, however, will be returning to India. Actually, it might have already returned to India because they signed an affiliation agreement with Microsoft. Oh. So Microsoft will now be publishing PUBG in India. I'm pretty sure that Indian-based game companies are pretty upset about that, where they made, like, exact carbon copy of PUBG. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're like, we'll take their place. <laughs> we can do it. The same company, I think, also tried to replace a lot of these games that were pushed out. I mean, overall, there's probably tons of Indian companies that were like, oh, I'm going to get my money. Well, I guess this Microsoft deal is actually quite a big deal in India because India has a massive amount of PUBG players. Like, I didn't know that. Massive amount. Yeah, actually, PUBG has a, like... In general, like massive Asian community, like huge, especially on mobile. All right, that's fair. Um, so like people were, you know, kind of shocked and disappointed that the game was banned. So that's why like the turnaround happened so quickly, and why Microsoft jumped all over it. Oh, you guys need PUBG? Here you go. Yep. <laughs> we got you. Here, here's a PUBG sandwich and a PUBG drink. And here's your frying pan. Good luck. And what I found funny about that is it was just like how quickly India was like, oh, okay, Microsoft, okay. Like, yep, we're good. We're good. You're not China. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't worry. They'll only steal your information and sell it to U.S. So, just kidding. Um, Kind of. But yeah, like they're, uh, I don't know if it's happened already or it's about to happen, but they have the Diwali festival in India and like, that's the paint one. I, I think so. I'm not positive. I'm look it up. You're looking up right now. Yeah. Um, 
massive apologies to any listeners in India right now. I don't mean any disrespect. We actually have listeners in India. so That's cool, though. <laughs> You're a cool guy. Um, But, yeah, they have the uh, Diwali Festival coming up. And I guess, like, like Microsoft is, like, going to be putting on, like, a big, like, showing there because of this whole PUBG deal. Yeah, it is Diwali. Is it? Yeah, it's this week, this Saturday. Yeah, so there you go. So Microsoft will be showing, well, not showing off, but they'll be showcasing like their partnership now with with PUBG in India. So, hey. hey. Um, also happening in Asia, sad news. Sad news. We got sad news from we Asia? Got, we got sad news from Asia. Ashton, do you love Sega? I do love Sega. We were we were rambling on about the Dreamcast earlier. I also love Sega. And while this doesn't necessarily directly affect us because we haven't seen a new Sega console or direct Sega game in ages. What are you talking about? Sega makes games all the time. I'm like direct direct. Like like what? Like name one. Yakuza. The... Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alright, I'll take that back. Um uh, Sega will be shutting down all of their arcade operations in Japan. Uh, right now, they're starting with about 50% of it. Uh, they laid off mm. about 60% of their workers, and they will be clo- they are closing up half of their actual arcades that they own, and they are basically saying that they are getting out of the arcade business. I don't know why it's yeah, so popular. Well, that's the thing. Like it, it kind of surprised me because it, it is still super popular in Japan, and it did seem like Sega was responsible for making a lot of games over there, even more so than I even thought they real like that. I thought they made. They make a stupid amount of rhythm games or like weird, cutesy games. Mm-hmm. They have. I've been there. I've been to Japan. I've been to Akihabara. I've been to the Sega arcades in Tokyo. A lot of claw machines. <laughs> a lot of rhythm games. But that's not all they had. They had, like, floors dedicated to fighting games that they had. They had floors dedicated to shooters. So, the, some of their arcades are, like, the best arcades in all of Japan that I've been to. Well, unfortunately, they are getting out of the arcade business. Um they no. they did like and i didn't realize this either but they they did enter like the gambling side of things like no they, they're konami now well basically yeah <laughs> like they were they started making like pachinko machines no. <laughs> yes i hate pachinko it doesn't even make sense there's so many tiny balls just going all over the place you have like this weird slot machine game going on at the same time everyone's smoking everyone it's awful um but yeah no that's uh some sad news from sega uh you know part of me was really hopeful hoping that we would see kind of a bounce back from Sega, that we would see them kind of start to make a return to form and we would start to see maybe some more Sega IPs start to resurface again on current gen, like, you know, maybe another Sonic game, maybe, 
Like, and I'm not talking about these stupid third party like Sonic Unleashed. No, <laughs> like, no, no. There, there, there is a Sonic game in the works right now. I know they they talked about it recently. Did they? Yes. Um, but there was, like, but there were there was just I don't know. Like, I missed I missed my Genesis. I missed my Dreamcast. <laughs> They've actually kind of semi became a a publisher because they also. Yeah. Um, they're in charge of Atlas. Atlas mm-hmm. just seems to be able to do whatever they want still. So I assume they're a profitable company underneath Sega. So I just um, want them to stay. Since you mentioned profitable companies underneath the, underneath Sega, um, something you and I didn't even realize is that Sega was actually a majority stakeholder in Hello Kitty. I didn't know this. And Hello Kitty is like the girl... Harry Potter. <laughs> well, I mean, Harry Potter was the girl's Harry Potter, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, hmm. Comparing Hello Kitty to Harry Potter, okay. <laughs> I know a lot of girls that attached on to Harry Potter, and I also know a lot of older girls than them who attached on to Hello Kitty. Yep. I also loved Hello Kitty. I liked the little little penguin friend. That was actually an alien. He came from Pluto, where it's cold. Really? Yes. <laughs> that was like his backstory? Yes. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> There's also the frogs, and I love the frogs, too. I know a lot about Hello Kitty. Not a lot. <laughs> All right, don't quiz me on this. I just welcome know. Her. Welcome everyone to the Hello Kitty Hour on the Midlife Gamers Podcast. <laughs> I've seen a thing or two about Hello Kitty. There may have been a Mazinger Hello Kitty figure I was going to buy at one point. If you don't know what Mazinger is, I'm a thousand years old, and that's why you don't know. <laughs> Mazinger's like grandpa, like giant mecha, in case you from the same dude who made Astro Boy. Hey, keeping it keeping it clever, keeping it And so many listeners are like, what the fuck is Astro Boy? (laughs) You're probably right. Alright, so here's Astro Boy, alright? He's basically the inspiration for both Mega Man and he got his inspiration from Walt Disney with Mickey Mouse and Steamboat Willie. Walt yes. Disney basically <laughs> invented anime. Oh, ba, ba, ba. Yeah. For a lot of people that don't know anime history, like a lot of early Walt Disney stuff was inspiration for early anime and manga stuff. Look at that. The more you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, Sega holding they were a majority stakeholder in hello kitty they have basically sold off a good majority of their shares along with them closing off their arcade operations um they were originally the number one uh stakeholder in hello kitty they are now not anymore they are still going to continue to hold shares but they are not the majority stakeholder in hello kitty anymore who is I don't Who's got that here. Hello Kitty money? I honestly don't know. They didn't say it in the article I was reading. They just talked about how Sega was and that they're not anymore. So that would uh, 
that would be interesting to look up because, I mean, I didn't even know Sega was. I didn't even realize Sega had anything to do with Hello Kitty. <laughs> I mean, sponsorships, though, or yeah, like in Japan is just weird as a whole. Yep. Yep. Um, and last but not least on our gaming news here, obviously with the new systems coming out and new games coming out, we were going to be met with delays. And oh number, no! Number one, we have seen now that Cyberpunk has been delayed, For and the third time, thrice. You know, I guess it doesn't affect me so much because I'm not looking forward to it as much as other people are. So I guess like I'm I'm a bit like not biased or biased. Or... I'm super looking forward to it, but I have no love for The Witcher. Like, literally never played any of them, mm-hmm. never seen the show, don't care. I just know that they're well known for being very, how do I say this? They painstakingly do a lot of over detail. They're, they're known for their features and the giant, like, how big their worlds are. That's basically what I want to say. I'm excited. I love cyberpunk. That's why I, I'm, I want it. I want to cut off my arm and then have a robot arm. If you don't, you're crazy. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm fired up now. My robot arm. <laughs> you just need to chop off your legs and get robot legs. I can't tell if we sound like Fat Albert or Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> no, I know he has a rougher one. I couldn't do it if yeah. I wanted to. Because, like, it's way more high-pitched, but it's stretched out more than a Fat Albert. Yeah. Fat He's- Albert, real low. Hey, hey, hey. And then you got to hey, hey. Yeah. Bo- Bo- Bobcat, like, his his pitch and tone go up and down while he's doing it. To be like growly but also be so like high pitched. Love it. Um, But yeah, no, I uh, I remember seeing the first notice about Cyberpunk being delayed and you know, like obviously it was a marketing PR thing to put out the letter that they did and stuff, but I do like the way that it was worded. I do like, you know, what they what they how they addressed everyone and just saying like you know hey you know sorry game's gonna be delayed and just kind of suck it up and deal with it they actually like really you know dove into like why it was delayed and how like they seem pretty dedicated to not wanting to release a I, i guess inferior product they don't they don't want to put something like, especially with the hype that's been built behind this game. I think the last thing you would want is to put it out and then have some major issues, be it bugs, be it uh, online issues. Um, just anything in general. Like I, like I feel like for a game that has been hyped to this level that they want to make sure that they're getting it right. And, you know, I'm glad that they're actually being somewhat transparent about that. And it wasn't just a whole, you know, oh, you know, games delayed. So, 
I don't know. You know, I mean, it doesn't seem like the delay is that long. I mean, the delay, like they pushed it to what? Some, like a month. Yeah. Not even. So it wasn't anything terrible. Um, I actually didn't know until I heard from you and saw when, you know, you and I were exchanging notes for the show that Far Cry has been delayed. Yeah. Um, so that stems from uh, Legion came out. Came out last week, I think. Mm-hmm. And... The reception to it is actually pretty like lukewarm. Yeah. yeah. Um. It it seems like there wasn't enough time or polish for the game, and it also seemed like uh, it's kind of like empty ish. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Far Cry delay, a lot of rumors and information came out that Ubisoft actually wants to delay most of their games in production right now to give them more time to put in new or different features uh, to kind of flesh out and make the games more appealing, I guess. Which I'm all for. Yeah. If you're going to delay not just one game, but like a whole slew of games, this applies to anything that comes out next year is going to apparently be delayed. I feel uh, like I feel like some of the reception too so far, like like even some of the early reviews of Assassin's Creed that have come out so far are kind of like, eh, meh, yeah. you know. So I mean, I'm all for like you know, especially a company like Ubisoft saying, eh, you know what? Let's let's take a step back. Let's actually just try and change things up a little bit because. And that's the one thing that I appreciate with with certain game studios is like, yes, they're in it to make money. They're in it to make their their millions, their billions or whatever. But I do like it when companies actually understand that, like, there is a necessary need for change to meet the demands of the consumer. Mm-hmm. So, well, because even if even if Assassin's Creed isn't like a flop. Or I don't like, think it'll be a flop. I just think it's it's not if it's not reviewed well. Yeah. Let's just say uh Legion, Assassin's Creed, if they got hit with sixes or maybe even sevens and then Far Cry came out and got around the same that people would probably start being a little bit more hesitant about the U- Ubisoft games to mm-hmm. start coming. Because like you come out with too many games in a row and they're like lukewarm receptions eventually people aren't going to care yep um i mean if 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 any of the bethesda games were like super low rated games they wouldn't be able to survive with the the games they put out yep like just how buggy they are yep the fact that those games are so good and still so buggy is just astonishing both for the consumers not burning Todd Howard to the ground or that they were successful to begin with. Like, it's crazy. And you don't want that on your hands. You don't want too many just mild wonders, especially being as big as Ubisoft is. Mm-hmm. What? No, I agree. I agree. I don't know. Other big companies should learn from them. I no, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. But I'm all on board with with a company like Ubisoft actually taking like their time now to actually sit back. You know, I 
I was I was shocked to see that that Watch Dogs ended up being kind of a I wouldn't say flop, but people are disappointed. Like, well, a big part of that too is uh, the multiplayer doesn't come out for another month. So I didn't like, know that. Yeah, right now it's entirely single player based in. For most people, I guess they can't have fun playing video games by themselves. I don't. Well, no, from what I heard is that, like, with Legion, that there really isn't, like, a main, like, big story mode like there was in 1 and 2. That the focus of the game is, like, this whole, you know, trying to build your quote-unquote, like, squad or gang or whatever it is, and that, you know, it's, like, mini-missions and and shit like that, that it's not... There isn't, like, a big story like you got with 1 and 2, that it's more of, like, okay, this is just, like, shit that you do set in the same universe, like, so... And that part disappointed me, because, like, I haven't really played the Watch Dogs games. I played one a little bit, and I've seen a lot of gameplay of two, and I want to play both of them. But my hope was is that, you know, with how much they showed off the third one, and what they were showing off the third one, is that there was going to be, like, a even deeper, more extensive story. Especially Mm. tying into, like, where it takes place and everything. But... You know, unfortunately, that doesn't seem like that's what we got. You know, it. who knows what's going to happen. Like you said, like there's apparently there is no like multiplayer aspect of it yet. So um, we'll have to see what happens when when that comes about. But uh, I honestly have to say that, like, my my hopes for the game were kind of kind of washed when I found out that like, okay there there really isn't like a big like main story to follow. So but which is the same shame all games need stories i mean that's i mean at least for someone like me like i get it like i understand the the battle royale multiplayer type games like you know a game like to me like like playing like fall guys or something like that it has its purpose they're fun you know they're all right but i get bored with them very easily yeah yep um no, I mean like I am I am someone who enjoys the cinematic experience of video games now. I like you know just going on a roller coaster ride of a good story with great characters, really good emotional connections. And I mean that's what I enjoy and I feel like you know and I know you enjoy that stuff too. So I kind of feel like people like us are are becoming kind of a rare breed in the video game industry these days and it's unfortunate. It it does seem like it is starting to make somewhat of a comeback, but at least in AAA. Yeah. Yep. But you know, we'll just have to have to wait and see. You know, if if games eventually go to the point where everything is just a battle royale slaughter fest, well, don't at, worry. At least we have a good library of the past thirty years of games to go back to don't worry royales will die they'll go back to like something basic you think they will oh yeah the next (laughs) big thing will just take over and it'll be that for a while everyone's just gonna play among us (laughs) no among us is apparently dying too yeah it does it seems like it's kind of worn off a little bit um it was funny my my kids today they were outside playing right 
and they literally were playing among us in real life like like they like they took in like my entire driveway my back patio they took chalk out and they drew like the freaking the weapons area they drew the the o2 area they drew navigation like navigation was at the front of the driveway (laughs) they even took one of the like big like tile stones that's on the back patio and wrote vent on it and then and then drew like a pathway to the garage door so like when you vented you actually went in the garage to go hide (laughs) i was like my kids are freaking innovative man (laughs) and like the area that's more than what i could do well like where the weapons were like they actually took all their nerf guns out and piled them up in the weapons area But but I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but that's going to do it for any gaming news that I had. Ashton, was there anything you wanted to add? What's up with Facebook being like, if you don't make a post for a while, we're just going to delete your account. <laughs> hmm. So I bring this up because the <laughs> Oculus Quest will have games oh, built yes. around it and for it exclusively. And they will be tied to your Facebook account. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes me wonder, what? What? What, do you, what? what? You have to be plugged into the Matrix if you want to play your, your quest. <laughs> yeah, but what? I don't always post on Facebook, though. That's the thing. Like, you must. Who cares? <laughs> they do, obviously. Yes, they do. Like, I get it, but like, <laughs> they want to know. <laughs> that's it. That's all my last bit so I can, wanted. To add. So they can market to you more, and then use you to market other to other people. <laughs> hey, Google, Apple, <laughs> Spotify, big titty anime girls. <laughs> I don't get those. <laughs> Hentai. Hentai. So, before we move on to the entertainment section, there was a question that I wanted to kind of pose to you to see. I don't think it would really stir up too much of a debate between us. I think you and I will kind of fall on the same side of the coin with this one. Um, But it was brought up in a couple of Facebook groups that I'm in and was actually brought up in a Discord I'm in. But basically, the question is, should streamers be video like... Absolutely not. Absolutely (laughs) not. Can I actually answer the... No! 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 Let me Next ask, question. No, let me ask the question so the viewers and the listeners can actually give us their input because I do feel like this is this could be a valid topic of discussion going forward. Um, but question: Should streamers, YouTubers, TikTokers, <laughs> etc., be paying royalties to video game developers and publishers? For the games that they are streaming. I already buy a license when I buy a game. But you don't. I bought you don't, that just, game and I bought just, that license to that you, game 
but you but you didn't and that's that's the thing like for me i'm like no dude like no way like i don't feel like i'm sorry like i bought i bought the game like honestly like my my side of the coin is like look i bought the game and now i'm providing free advertising for the game well not free because twitch you know pays and stuff Mm -hmm. but still in a sense like you know you you are providing advertising in a sense the argument that is being made for their side is okay, well, I can go to the store or I can go on Google Music or Spotify or something and I can buy a band's album. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I can use their music to promote myself. I mean, that's true. That's fair. So, like, that's where, like, I get that argument has kind of been thrown into the ring. A little bit um no i don't support it like hell no like i don't want to be told like okay if i want to you know fucking stream demon souls on ps5 that i gotta go pay sony and blue point you know a certain percentage of whatever money i make off my streaming or whatever but and this in the same vein you are using somebody else's content to build yourself off of it is no different than critiquing critics or reviewers admittedly you are putting out a whole thing like a whole product for someone to consume without them paying for it but you are also adding something to it i.e your commentary your takes your personal beliefs and how you're however you're viewing it half of watching someone play video games has little to do with the video games and this is proven true because they did a study of people who do watch YouTubers and the likelihood of them purchasing games after viewing it. Mm-hmm. They don't. People who watch stuff don't tend to buy anything because that's just who they were anyways. They were never going to buy your product. So I feel like... And another aspect of this is not every YouTuber, Twitch person, online personality is successful enough to have that be a thing if if they were to enforce that kind of policy no one would be able to do it besides people who are already rich yeah and like i said i agree i wholeheartedly agree but it was a very interesting like question that got posed because I would not be surprised to see some form of this happening at some point, mainly because the streaming community as a whole has gotten so big. It has created a brand new pie and everybody that's involved in that pie, especially game developers are going to be like, I, I, okay, there's a big pie. Let me get a bigger slice. And, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and defend them at all. Like I don't want this to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if something like this does. Whether it, I mean, it may not even be something that directly impacts us as streamers. It could be the fact that Twitch has to pay out more royalties to developers or something, or whatever. Uh, people are greedy fucks. Like there's nothing we can do about that. Like that's mm-hmm. just that's just fucking people in their nature at times, but. When it comes to the video game industry, we've already seen that everything that they're doing is, you know, of course, it's about money and how much more money can we make out of it. And streaming has become a big thing. And there is a lot of content that is being used by people to make their own gains from. So 
this is where I see where I can see, okay, like it's a shitty argument, but they have an argument because you could bring up the whole case of, you know, stealing a movie clip to promote yourself or promote, like make a commercial out of, or stealing music to, you know, use for, you know, whatever purposes, like it's the same thing. It's not technically your content. I but that's why we have fair, fair use laws and stuff though. Admittedly for the examples you gave, which is movies or music, you could use those in your own creative process but only for a limited time for video games that you can't do that. And honestly, the only games I would even see as worth this kind of mentality would be games that are story driven because you're giving the story away. Multiplayer games. There's nothing unique about a multiplayer game that you shoot people, you run around circles, you shoot people, you try not to get shot. And honestly, it may, that may be it's, the case. Maybe it's case. hard to hard to believe that someone would be like, "That's my intellectual property." These people who are playing with squirt guns, <laughs> I did this. <laughs> I am making their fun. <laughs> the entire video game industry is going to turn into Napster, but Napster era Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, no. like I said, it makes sense if they were to be like anything with applied story, something that could be ruined or spoiled. I guess, sure. But again, that would just destroy the pie. No one would stream if they had the whole reason people stream is because, hey, I got games. Half the time, they don't ever stream games. Look, like I said, I'm not trying to defend it. I just do think that in a sense, they do have somewhat of a valid argument. I'm not saying that us as streamers, us as gamers, should be the ones that have to, to pay for that. I just think that, like, when it comes to your own, you know, intellectual property or something you created, like, you do have a right to protect it. You're and, right. And... Like, I, you know, to me, this is this is just a question that kind of moves into that territory of is this a way to protect your property? You know, like, I'm not for it. Like, fuck you. Like, I'm not I don't want to pay to fucking stream my shit. Like, no, like I'm I'm here to share my love for something that they created and, you know, hopefully be successful at doing so. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, I have to put myself in the shoes of someone who you know, maybe, maybe I'm an indie developer who, you know, like brand new to making a game and I have a very, very small team and, you know, I struggled like hell to, you know, pay them for, you know, making this game or something like, I'm just trying to like Mm -hmm. draw up different scenarios of where like, okay, like now there's this streamer who is, you know, you know, it it could be a win-win. And that's where I'm trying to look at the fact of like us as streamers, we are basically providing advertising for the product as kind of an exchange for being able to stream the product. And that's where I do feel like things should kind of cancel each other out. But at the same time where it's like, okay, you have somebody who has a, you know, a small time developer 
and you've got a big name streamer and like all of a sudden, okay, you've got the streamer who's now made $10,000 in a month off of playing, you know, one small time game. Yes, they provided advertising for that game, but what does that advertising, you know, transition into $10,000 worth of profit for no, the person most, who made it? Most of the time, no. So that's that's where I think the, the argument is somewhat valid it because it all just boils down to being able to protect your own your own property that you created in a sense so but i could freaking just drag this out all night uh, hold on hold on now okay i'm not done fine ashton needs to speak fuck that indie developer (laughs) phil fish i know you're out there fuck you (laughs) i don't give a Fuck, if you cried all night, you didn't see your wife, that's the choice you made. <laughs> You're putting out a product, someone buy it, bought it. You know what? You don't own my commentary on anything, my thoughts, my views, my feelings. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's my two cents. Is it cold? Is it brash? Yes, it is. But you know what? I don't go to someone's house... Be like, you just ate the food I made. That poop you just flushed, that's mine. You get my poop out. No one does that. Well, that concludes another edition of Ashton's <laughs> Two Cents. <laughs> A new segment on the Midlife Gamers podcast. I know, that was crazy. Just a crazy leap in logic. But you followed me. I know you did. I mean, you took us on a journey. (laughs) You know what? You don't want to pay for that poop in the toilet. It's already in the toilet. Can we move on to entertainment now? Yes, we can. Why aren't we already there? I don't know. I have no idea. So, entertainment-wise, I have been watching a lot of murder and strangling and people trying to figure out why people are getting murdered and strangled. All right. Um, I mean, it was spooky spooky time. You know, and I didn't even take that into consideration. It's just I have just been so hooked on crime documentaries, crime dramas, um... You know, I rolled through the. They released a new season of Unsolved Mysteries, uh-huh. and and I rolled through all those. Um, my girlfriend has been putting on like all these different shows from this. Uh, I think it's its own channel now. It's called Investigation Discovery, and it's it's made by the Discovery Channel. It's a Discovery Channel channel. I'm familiar with it. Okay, and. She's there was just random stuff that was on there, and it just prompted us to go back to Netflix. And Netflix had both. I remember talking about on a previous podcast, uh, the um, I Am a Killer released, which was the documentary about the guy who murdered someone and now he's paroled and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, we ended up going back and watching some of uh, just the straight up I Am a Killer, where they go in and they actually interview like these guys who are still in prison on death row and stuff like that. Um, but after that, we we ended up watching this short series called uh, The Innocent Man, which ended up centering around two different murders 
that took place in the same town, but they were a few years, I think it was a few years or a few months apart from each other. But basically, two guys ended up going to jail for one of the murders for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And then when, like, when DNA became a thing, they actually ended up being proven that they were innocent after spending 12 years in jail. And they were released. The second girl that was murdered, it was kind of similar circumstances that this girl was murdered. And there's all these videos of the two guys that they had as suspects, but their confession seemed very, very sketchy. And both of them talk about how like it was certain, like there was pieces of like dreams that they were speaking about. Now, mind you that I think it was like, the 1980s that this happened it was like mid 1980s that these so they were hippies yes big time and um the one guy is actually i think they're both still in jail but the one guy has been in jail for 33 years now and everything about it it's kind of like watching did did you watch making a murderer no actually i didn't so, like, there's a lot of stuff that points to, like, okay, like, these dudes are actually innocent, and it's just, like, the cops need to pin the crime on somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's what the innocent man, like, really led into, that, like, oh, shit, well, like, we have two cases. Now, mind you, these two cases, same town, so it means it was the same district attorney, same prosecutor, everything, and this guy fucked up once, and refuses to admit that he could could have possibly fucked up a second time. And he also refuses to apologize to the two men that spent 12 years in prison <laughs> saying that, oh, we we acted upon, you know, what the law provided us at the time. And based on the evidence at the time, these two men were guilty. So I made a decision based off of, you know, like what the, the law said at the time. So therefore, I have nothing to apologize for. I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And what really sucked was is that the the one dude who was in jail for 12 years, he got released, but was so fucked up from being in jail that he became an alcoholic and died five years after his release. Ah, the second guy was a teacher when he got arrested and put in jail and locked up for 12 years, got out, became a teacher again and, and traveled and, and, like spoke at different colleges and everything like that. Got into a car accident, major head trauma, and now has dementia. Aww. So it's like, damn, man, like this is fucking horrible. <laughs> but at the same time, it was just, it was a really, really deep look into like the criminal justice system. And, you know, it's, it's just some of the more of the shady shit that can happen behind it and where yeah bad shit can happen and somebody may get like punished for that bad shit Mm. but it may not be the right person getting punished that's true (laughs) and that's why i don't believe in the death penalty yeah 
Well, and that was the thing too, is the the one guy who ended up dying five years later from becoming an alcoholic, um, he was five days away from being executed. Damn. Yeah. Before all of a sudden scientists are like, Hey, we got this thing DNA that can like prove if somebody was there or not. <laughs> so but the um you know, with the other case there, with the other guy who's still in jail, like everything about it like basically exonerates him from being there but they're still keeping him locked up and his whole thing is is that his sentence got reduced from being on the death penalty to um life without parole but then he was to have a parole hearing and in order for him to get parole he basically has to admit that he killed this woman and show that he's remorseful for it that is that mm, but if he didn't do it if he didn't do it though he can't do that that's the thing like he's like i've already been in jail for 33 years so (laughs) like (laughs) oh yeah i just think it's a really really shitty situation to be in where you're you know you're you're forced to basically if you feel deep in your heart that like you are innocent, you did not do that. But your only way to freedom is to nah, form a freedom. You die in the cage, <laughs> motherfucker. Well, that's, that's 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 what he's going for. So I uh, respect this man. Yeah, but show is called the Innocent Man. It's uh, it's really good. Like, there's actually some really really good like crime documentaries that are on uh, on Netflix right now. And then I finally got around to watching the trials of Gabriel Fernandez, which was a heart-wrenching, horrible. Who's horrible, Gabriel? Huh? Who's he, who's that? Uh, Gabriel Fernandez was a eight-year-old boy who was tortured and. Was oh, he the black kid that was like, "You you murdered this person," and he's like, "I didn't." They no, fucked him up. No, um, I don't. I think that this take place in Arizona. Ari- I think it was Arizona is is where it. it I, I could be wrong, but basically, this kid, um, started out his life being raised by his uncle, who was gay. So it was his uncle and his uncle's partner, and they were raising this kid up, and the kid seemed like he was happy as hell. The mother was a drug addict and everything. Um, And all of a sudden, the grandmother decided that she wanted the kid. So she took the kid from the uncle and the partner and started to raise him. And shortly after, the mother decided that she wanted him back again. So So then the mother took him back again, and now this kid had an older brother and an older sister. He was the youngest out of them, okay? This mother has this new boyfriend who's supposed to be like a stepfather to these kids here, right? This kid, Gabriel, endured years of being whipped with a belt like the the buckle end of the belt um black eyes just like the kid was completely like brutalized right he had cigarette burns damn okay 
Um, so one night, I don't know, like I forgot what they said in the documentary, but basically, like something had happened in the apartment, and the boyfriend ended up like beating the shit out of him, and then choking him with the belt, and then grabbing him by one hand around the throat and holding him up against the wall and basically like choked him to death (gasps) and like killed him. Okay. So the mother calls nine one one and I'm sorry. No, the stepdad calls nine one one and said that the kids were wrestling and he hit his head. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Alright. Then when they talk to the mother, the mother says he slipped in the shower. Oh, okay. okay. Alright. So when so when they get the kid to the oh sorry, he like so the kid didn't die right away. He actually died in the hospital, like I think either a day or two after the injuries, right? When they got him to the ER, that his his heart just kept going in and out. It kept dropping, they kept losing a pulse, then they get it back and they lose it again. So when whenever they bring somebody into the ER, especially in an emergency situation, one of the attending nurses there will have a clipboard and they're basically yelling off all of like the visible like injuries that they can see on the kid. And then the nurse has to basically mark it all off down on a clipboard, like what everything is that they see on the kid. Then they'll look internally and then they have to mark off everything on that. Right. Mm -hmm. So they go over and over there. This, this kid had like binding marks around his throat, around his wrists, around his ankles. He had black eye. Uh, His face was completely swollen, uh, bruises and just abrasions all over his body. He had cigarette burns all over his body. And then when they did an x-ray, he had a bullet in his stomach and in his groin. What? Now it was a BB, but... Oh. But still... Eight-year-old kid. I don't, okay? I don't know, Corey. I, I don't think that's a still moment. A BB and a bullet. It's, hey, <laughs> hey. According according to the law, it's still justified as a bullet. So, um, but yeah. So this kid went through a whole shit ton of torture, like where the BB came. No, I'm sorry. He had a he had a BB in his forehead too. Okay. His mother shot him in the face with the BB gun. Why? They just tortured this kid. Why they do that though? And like, there's like no explanation behind it. And is there like, a happy moment? Did besides, there, I mean, bes- besides the fact that the boyfriend gets a, a the death penalty, and the mother avoided the death penalty by testifying against the boyfriend. So that's not fair. No. <laughs> That should count against her too. <laughs> but it was just it was crazy just to like they really dove deep into like what happened to this kid and you know the family in general and um the brother and sister now are in custody of the the gay uncle and his partner now so that was kind of like the feel good part because they kept going back to like saying like he was happy when he was with his uncle and everything like that and i don't know just the entire series was just like crazy crazy. i think it was like six episodes um 
but it was just heartbreaking because like you you got like the perspective of like they had his school teacher they had all his family members and everything on there just basically you know talking about everything that they saw this kid go through but the big part of the story was how the kid was failed big time by the system because CPS had showed up multiple times to the house and ignored all the bruising and stuff on there. The sheriffs had showed up to the house and ignored all the bruising and everything that was on the kid. And like in the documentary, it basically boiled down to the fact that there was like this major disconnect between the departments that like, you know, you've got like the sheriff's department, the, the department of child and family services, the district attorney's office, all of these places should be working together. And they not. No, no. And that's kind of like, you know, what it was. So all, so all these social workers that were working his case were actually put on trial as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, would you look at that? Justice. Uh, yeah, I mean, not fully, because unfortunately the the like case against them got thrown out. Ah! But almost justice. Well, that's the thing. Like it did make it to court. Like it did actually make it to the court. <laughs> almost justice is better than no justice. <laughs> that's what Batman says, right? That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> um and He's outside bad guy nonsense outside of that i started watching um mind hunter mind hunter which i don't know what mind hunter is my mind hunter um yeah. it's uh basically kind of starts off in the early days it's a show it takes place like in the early days of the fbi and it's about this guy who is really trying to prove a point that there is like a social aspect to being able to like solve cases and stuff like that. And that it's not just, Oh, okay. This dude's a psychopath, like just arrest him and throw him, lock him up. Like that, like try and understand the people that you're trying to catch before you just shoot and kill them or lock them up in a cage to go crazy for the rest of their lives. So it's a very psychological show and I like that a lot about it. So, and it's, it's on Netflix, crazy, crazy good reviews. Um, Jerry actually had told me about it. Cause when we oh. had, when we had Jerry on the show, um, you know, I had mentioned that I had was watching like CSI and all this other shit. And he actually brought Yay! up, Yes. And uh, he had brought up in conversation through Messenger about if I had ever watched Mindhunter. And I'm like, no, what is Mindhunter? And and then he's like, just watch it. And so finally we did. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is good. This is like really good. (laughs) So if anybody hasn't watched Mindhunter, I think there's two or three seasons now that are on there but it's really good like really 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 good it's funny at times too it has like and i don't mean like funny like super like comedy like the office or like parks and rec or anything but it has like really like dry dark humor at times so if you have that kind of cynical humor (laughs) then i'm a huge cynic (laughs) so it's gonna be right up your alley (laughs) 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that was pretty much it. I haven't watched too much uh, outside of that. Aside from the Mandalorian, uh, started episodes one and two of season two. Um, and I have to say I'm enjoying it, but I think for someone who isn't really invested in the star Wars lore, you may not be enjoying it as much as the first season. Okay. There's a lot of like call to like expanded universe stuff, um, as well as like like throwback stuff. Um, there in the very first episode, which this is really funny because both my girlfriend and I did this. They introduce a new character. You know, Mando is like looking for more Mandalorians. He gets told there's one on Tatooine. And he goes back to Tatooine, and this character shows up, and the character's name is Cobb Vanth. And the actor, I'm like, oh, that's Josh Duhamel, the dude from friggin' Trans, the guy who's in the Transformers movies, the first couple, and the military guy in the Transformers one movies. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, nope, nope, it's not. It's Timothy Oliphant. I'm like, oh, because those two look exactly alike, and they do. Um, so Timothy Oliphant actually plays Cobb Vanth in episode one. And when he first shows up, he's wearing Mandalorian armor. He's wearing Boba Fett's armor. Oh. Yeah. And, and so the interesting thing was about that is, and it took a while for it to click in my head, but Cobb Vanth actually shows up before the Mandalorian. He's in that aftermath trilogy of books he's one of like the main characters in book two and book three um really really cool character and he has boba fett's armor in the books and he uses it because like that's how he's the marshal in in the show and he's the marshal of the town in the books as well and but the thing that made it really interesting was is that he had to explain to mando like how he got Boba Fett's armor. And he basically just says, I bought it off Jawas. But in the book, that's not how it happened. (laughs) So part of me was wondering, like, did he lie to Mando on purpose? Or did did Disney, Disney not actually like, did they retcon their, their book that they wrote? Um, Because Cobb Vanth actually like fights in the battle of Jakku. Which makes me wonder if eventually down the line, like, we'll actually see the Battle of Jakku in, like, a cinematic form. Um, but the first two episodes, like I said, to to anybody who's not really invested in, like, the expanded universe of Star Wars or really, really understands, like like going back in the history of the story and everything, that these first two episodes may feel like filler because it's it definitely departs from the main journey of like okay you know i got this baby yoda kid thing and the story is now it's like i gotta reunite it with its kind and we already know from the trailer that his job now is to deliver it to you know still living jedi and but there is no sign of that happening at all the only thing that like made the story like crazy interesting was at the end of the first episode 
And I don't want to spoil it for you. That's my thing. I feel bad. You haven't watched it yet. Something kind of big happens. I mean, you can say it's fine. I don't care. Boba Fett shows up. Oh. Like the real Boba Fett? Like the real Boba Fett. Like, it's actually the same actor who played fucking Django from the prequel movies, except oh. he's got like a scar across his face and his head shaved and stuff. And yeah, like he shows up at the end of the episode and he's wearing like this. Did, you did you die? What? Isn't this post original trilogy? It is. He's not yeah. dead. So the he funny. Fell, he fell in the pit. He fell in the Sarlacc pit. But, but in the expanded universe, like the old books and everything, he actually did survive and got out. But like once, you know, Disney took over, all of those old books were basically like, oh, yeah, no, those books don't count anymore. That's what I'm saying. What happened then? So they kind of hinted at like what could have possibly happened. So in the very first episode, Mando has to fight. Um, he had, So all right, that's the other thing, too. The, the first episode of the second season, they made Tusken Raiders be like good guys. They are good guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's why Anakin's portrayed as a bad guy for killing him. Yes. But th- the funny thing was about this episode. This episode is very reminiscent of the first season when it was the um, the Mudhorn episode when he had to get the egg for the Jawas. Yeah. So the Tusken Raiders, the AKA Sand People, um, they uh, they're dealing with and this local town of Moss Pelgo was dealing with the crate dragon, which is like this giant underground, like tremors, like dragon thing that kind of similar to the Sarlacc pit from return of the Jedi, except this thing moves and can travel. Right. It's a graboid. Right. Okay. Mando gets eaten by the crate dragon. Oh, but then uses his rocket launcher or that's right, his jetpack to get out. He's got a jetpack. And when Boba Fett falls into the Sarlacc pit, his jetpack is still attached. So, (laughs) and in the books and in the comics, that's how Boba Fett got out, is he continuously turned his jetpack on and off inside the Sarlacc pit to make its stomach uh, contract. So it would open up in space, allow him enough space to actually fly out with it. So they actually do that in the man in the first episode of the Mandalorian showing how Mando gets out of the crate dragon. And so people are kind of like putting two and two together saying like, okay, is this possibly how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit? Because now we know he's alive. He ain't dead. He looks like shit, but he ain't dead. (laughs) But, um, but yeah. And the second episode was interesting. There was a big giant ice spiders, which were actually concept art for creatures that were supposed to be in the empire strikes strikes back. But they decided like, Oh no, we'll, We'll, we'll make them for this episode of Mando. So I thought it was kind of cool how they dove into like the vault of old concept art and decided, oh, we can still use this just in a different context. So first two episodes are good. I will say if you're a big avid Star Wars fan, you're invested in the stories and you know a lot about them, you're going to like find like a lot in the first two episodes where it's like, oh my God, this is awesome. But if you're just somebody who's been casually watching the show, you're going to feel like, okay, like let's let, let's get to the Jedi. <laughs> let's let's get to where little baby Yoda's got to go. <laughs> so, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's been it's been good so far. So, 
What about you, buddy? Who you been watching? I have been watching a few things. For starters, for anime. Hey, I watch anime. I also used to read a lot of manga. I remember reading a manga called Kenichi, the sh- history's strongest disciple. It was in the same jo- jo- Shonen Jump uh, books around the time of like halfway through Shippuden. So it's not crazy old, but I just found out there's an anime for it, and it was made like 13 years ago, and I didn't know. And it's an anime that was made in like 2007, so it's not great. <laughs> not great at all. <laughs> it's funny, but it's definitely like a, a time capsule of like how anime changed over 10 years. I highly recommend that there's four seasons. It's all on Amazon Prime. They've been adding a lot more anime to Amazon yes, lately. Yes, they have. They added a whole lot of old anime. Yep. Anime I grew up on, and yep. I love it. Yep, yep, yep. It's funny that you like you, you speak about anime right now because when I was talking about Mandalorian, it, it made me think somebody on YouTube made a like Mandalorian anime like intro, but they did it in the style of Cowboy Bebop. Oh, that's cool. It looks really cool. So definitely check that out when you have a second. <laughs> um, but anything else? Uh, a little thing called The Boys Season yeah, 2. Yeah, buddy. You finally watched it. I I watched that and I like Huey even less. How is that <laughs> possible? Why don't you like Huey? He doesn't do anything. It's true. He doesn't. He does nothing in the second season. No, you're, you're and, right. And you know what? First season, I didn't like him either. But that's because he was whiny and he was like trying to get involved. In second season, he has like no place anywhere. No. Just... No. Just... <laughs> Besides getting like stabbed and shot. Yeah. <laughs> and like a lot of a lot of second season evolves more around Starlight and Stormfront. Mm-hmm. And Homelander. Yep. You know, soups we know. And their stories are all pretty cool. But Stormfront kind of shows up and then she's gone. Yeah. And it just, it feels like they were building her up to be something else. But then, spoiler alert, she's a Nazi. That's the thing. I feel like for the character development in season two, you needed more than eight episodes. Yeah. Like, you really 100%. did. 100%. Like, you needed more because it was just like, you know, Stormfront was built up to be like this, like, crazy character. And then it was like, oh, light switch. She's 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 the villain. Like, yeah, she's just a Nazi. <laughs> and it's like she was way more interesting when she was. A SJW role model that yeah. hated SJWs. Yes. Like, yep. that is way more interesting yep. than anything they do with her character. Yep. yep. Like, 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 literally, in real life, SJWs were, like, trying to, like, fight the fact that she was a racist. Yep. They're like, we love her, but it's a little weird. She's a Nazi. <laughs> and it's like, do you not get the point of this character at all? Because... You're not supposed to like her. No. Um. There's that, and then there's Homelander, who 
is just the best. It's just <laughs> he's the best. He, huh? he went from being like that dick superhero who's just like by chance involved, and he turned into this murderous dude into like this wanting needing person. I mean, obviously she he killed like his mommy. Yep. And there's that whole milk scene. I was eating the first time I saw that. <laughs> Where he, like, he, he turns into, like, this character that suddenly needs, like, approval from people. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't really think fit, but it kind of, I like the idea of him turning into, like, this, like, just homicidal maniac that just, whatever, cool. But really, I don't know. There was that whole church thing. It's it's weird, but it's good. Good season. I like this season less than the first one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the shock effect from the first season kind of wore off for the second one. So it's like yeah. you knew what you were kind of expecting going into the second season, especially like with the extremes. You know, like somebody who, especially me, who had never seen the boys or anything, even read the comics or knew anything Mm -hmm. about it, you know, going into that show for the first time was like, holy shit, like this is pretty crazy. So, so, like that all kind of wears off going into the second season. So, you know what you're kind of kind of expecting. Um, I feel like they built up a big story to tell they just didn't give themselves enough time to tell it properly yeah. uh-huh. you know and so like i'm not gonna sit here and knock it and say that it was a bad season but no, i don't i don't all. i don't think the way that they like laid it out um was enough to really like make it live up to the standards that we got from from the first one um obviously the show's not going anywhere like it's we're gonna get another season of it i know it was in question for a bit but there's no way that we don't get another season of it um so i you know i'm, I'm genuinely curious to see where the show goes because there is a lot more character development to mm-hmm. go go there because you know they kind of killed off the one of the main plot points of the first two seasons, which was Butcher getting his goddamn wife back. Yeah. And now she's dead. So like sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but That's how spoiler alerts work. You have to say it before the spoiler. Not post spoiler. No one dies. Everyone's fine. Everyone goes home. Spoiler they go to the Disneyland. Spoiler alert, Butcher's wife dies. <laughs> but yes. Uh, another thing with the season is there's too much boys. I mean, it. there's a there's a balance between the boys and the soups. It just feels like there's so much more stuff going on with the soups and like their world that any time away from the soups was a disservice to the show. Yeah. Admittedly, cool stuff happens when you're following the boys around because, like, there's a helicopter scene that just fucking just blows up and all and all that crazy jazz, right? I wish they would have done a little bit more with A Train in the second in the second season. That's another thing too, because he just comes back and you're like, you were dead. Yeah, well, he he just comes back and like the very beginning of it is like, okay, he's still trying to like 
take down Starlight, but then, you know, by the end of the season, it's like, okay, like, he's, mainly he's doing something to benefit himself, but I don't feel like they spent enough time with his character to show off why he did something so drastic to get himself, you know, quote unquote, back into the seven. Mm. Um, so like, I mean, like, I feel like in the first season, his, his character was actually a big part of like what happened and yeah. why it happened. hundred percent. And the actions or sorry, the outcome of his actions were a big result of what happened in season two. So like, I feel like we should have spent a little bit more time with him in season two in like, just to get an understanding of his decision-making as a character and, and yada, yada. So, Mm. but overall good season. It just, I felt like, you know, it it should have been like maybe 10 or 12 episodes. It should have been 10. They should have had two extra episodes. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I would give season one like a nine out of ten. I would give this season like an eight. That's fair. Um, That's fair. I think I think I'd be right up there with you. But uh I watched one last thing, and this comes from my birthday. On my birthday, I was crazy. I was Liddy City. I was all over the place. And I was <laughs> like, I Want to relive a fond memory. <laughs> so I put on season one and eventually season two of Star Trek Next Generation. And let me tell you, that show has not aged well at all. <laughs> like, I I didn't watch Star Trek as a kid. I maybe saw, like, reruns or anything. I didn't go out of my way, like, to purposely watch Star Trek from beginning to end. All of it all of it until i was like 24 25 so for me i haven't seen any of this 10 years easy season one there's a moment when picard's like boys will be boys and it's like (laughs) wow that's not even cool today you can't that's not a thing you say anymore that's boys aren't boys boys are just people (laughs) <laughs> there's another episode where uh Riker and crew go to a planet where the dominant species or dominant gender are women over males and Riker says like some crazy sexist stuff in the episode <laughs> he doesn't mean it in a bad way but by like context of today dude it is crazy <laughs> fucked up like wow there's like there's good episodes obviously like one where data data is like i'm a person i'm alive and you're like yeah he's alive cool and then there's like ones where it's like wesley's like those aliens are ugly you judge people based off of their looks and it's just like who the fuck wrote this (laughs) like i'm sure like there, the whole idea of Star Trek Next Generation 2 is, like, the idea that it's, like, this liberal show. Like, a lot of the world's problems are solved through social means versus, you know, anything else. But, like, just the writing, obviously, isn't... 
it's not set like the writers aren't from the future they're from now so like it's just like few things get by what do you mean? where it's just like i kind of want to do a, a show where it's like i'll just pick random episodes of like star trek and just be like this is why this is problematic <laughs> this shit right here i can't even explain as a joke, I know this is a thing, but there are uh, LaForge episodes. LaForge episodes are about what, Corey? I, I don't know. I don't. They're about Star. LaForge and his love life <laughs> and how he's a loser oh. and a creep. He's a creep. He's a creepy. He he like makes a hologram of this woman and then falls in love with her to then later meet this woman. And then he creeps on her the entire time being like, we're best friends. We hung out. What are you talking about? <laughs> he they, he didn't. They didn't because he was a creep and he made a fake person out of this person. It sounds logical to me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I've never, a... I've never, like, I, I, I used to watch a little bit of TNG um, growing up like because it would just be on tv like yeah after yeah. after the simpsons or before the simpsons or <laughs> so something yeah, around there it was around, simpsons. yeah <laughs> it was around simpsons simpsons o'clock it was it was right around there, especially the reruns <laughs> yep um but no i've just never been a never been a big star trek guy not trying to hate on anything it just it wasn't anything that like pulled me in say like you know obviously like star wars did so um but i do know that tng tends to hold quite a special place in people's hearts not even just star trek fans in general um oh, but 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 given the time period that the show was released doesn't really surprise me the things that you're saying Right yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised by the things I'm saying. Like, I literally, when the boys will be boys moment came up, I, I got up. Like, I wasn't even looking. I was playing my Vita. I got up, put it down, and was like, what? <laughs> Rewound it. And I was like, this dude just said boys will be boys. That, that implies rape. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but no i love i love star trek as a whole start next generation is by far my favorite star trek like it's it holds a place in my heart even though i only really watched it 10 years ago i would say it's one of the best tv shows to ever exist even today high praise yeah it is high praise <laughs> that is very high praise so well, sir, I uh, I don't have anything else. I, uh, I hope not, because we've been doing yeah. this for three hours. Yeah, this is uh, this was quite a long return, <laughs> long return. So we're here, we're doing it. Um, but before we end the show with Ashton's two truths and a lie, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who's stuck with us still so far. We know we've kind of fallen back on the content releasing, but there's definitely more to come on the horizon. It's just a very, very tricky time. Tricky time. Got to find a balance, but we will. We'll get there. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to keep to this every other week schedule, at least for right now. I don't see why we wouldn't be <clears throat> be able to. Um, but uh, 
but thank you everyone again uh we haven't really seen like a drop off in listeners or anything like that so that means you guys are still enjoying listening to the show it means you are sharing it with other people and they're sharing it so um tell them to go uh, to spotify apple google amazon audible wherever you listen to your podcast search the midlife gamers that's us (laughs) <laughs> shameless plug number three <laughs> gotta get it in we had we had to get it in there um but yeah no make sure to keep up with us everybody you know uh, you can always catch up on the show like ashton said on apple spotify google Podcasts, audible amazon radio fm stitcher everything <laughs> we're everywhere we, cons- we should consider soundcloud because apparently that's a large podcast market too yes Yes, I have. I've, I thought that for whatever reason, who we use to distribute our stuff did distribute it to SoundCloud, but I guess they don't. You have to like set up your own separate thing for SoundCloud. So we will have to do that as well. So that's a good, good idea. But um, everybody else who has, you know, just stuck with us through all this, you know, you kept up and watching Ashton's streams. You've been watching Ashton's YouTube videos. You've been tuning in to any of the times that I have managed to stream. We got fans. We love our fans. So you guys, fans. you guys are awesome, and you are the main reason we want to keep this going. We both feel bad that it's been this kind of big gap between episodes, but life is gonna be life. So life will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not even. I don't know what I was singing. <laughs> For my two truths, I'm going to make it two lies this time. Two two lies? Two lies in one truth. My favorite generation. You just flipped the script on the whole game. I did. My favorite generation of RPGs is the SNES with classics like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI. My favorite RP generation, RPG generation, <laughs> RP generation, <laughs> RP generation is the PlayStation One with Zeno Gears and Final Fantasy Tactics. My mm-hmm. favorite RPG generation is the PS Two with games like Persona and Kingdom Hearts. One of those is the truth; the others are lies. But are they? <laughs> I'm Ashton Strong. He's Corey. We're the Midlife Gamers. You can find us on Spotify, Google, Amazon, Audible, YouTube, Twitch, maybe Facebook again. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I want to. <laughs> like one day a week, it shouldn't be that hard. But it is. <laughs> it is. I get distracted. I'm watching Star Trek all the time. Yeah, you know what they do on Star Trek? What? The same thing we do when we sign off. <gasps> Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay.